Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and this is an episode 192. In this episode, we are joined by OG to talk about the Nets' failure, the Rudy Gobert blockbuster trade, if Atlanta got significantly better with DeJounte Murray, Nick signing Brunson, under the radar moves, and more. A quick YouTube member and Patreon shout out to Phantom Wolf, Danko Hawkins, Matthew Jimenez, Jaron, Nick, Vincent, Kobe, Jordan, Tua is amazing, love you, Drew, MG Nas, UK Boge. J Love, Clear Zach W, Cole Larson, Darius Garland's next, Nazir, Dwayne, Rivers a Gorgeous Man, Travis, Drew's the Goat, Holmes, your boy Nick, Jake the Snake, Corrupt, Rod Wave is God, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Women's Silence to make them think you're losing, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, SP4Z Shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the Goat. Mayo, Peter, Daniel, Ben, Ruthless, Rootster, Kill Moves, Joel B, Eagle Dollar, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funko, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Cole, Liam, T Grove 17, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, It's Black Ace, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Dave, Muffins, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, Hakari, and Jay Aqua. What up, Jay Aqua? Let's do it, y'all. And like mentioned in the intro, OG is joining us. It's a pleasure to have you on the show once again. It's been a while. This is long overdue. Thanks for having me back, guys. I appreciate it. I, uh, I don't really... I don't really get involved with a lot of people, but when you guys call, I absolutely come back. No we appreciate that, OG. <laughs> Thank you. It means a lot to us. And we appreciate that. I know what they're talking about when they talk, but you guys know what you're talking about, so... I yeah. definitely get involved with you guys. And OG, just uh, right now you sound sound a little bit low on your mic. Uh, can you turn it up a bit? Turn my microphone up a little bit. One second. I apologize. Turn the mic up. Uh-huh. Should we turn the AC off or no? Um, up to you, man. You're the one who always gets hot. You get hot too. It's not but just can, me. But I can, you know, I, I can live with it. How about you? It's up to you, man. I really Mike Mike check one two one two. Mike check one two one two. Sounds good to me. It sounds good to you? It sounds loud enough? How about you, Drew? What do you think? Sounds Mike okay. Check one, two, one two. Mike check one two one two. Mike check one two one two. Mike check one two one two. That's good. Okay. That's good. Yep. yep. Right. Drew, can you go turn off the AC? <laughs> Let's yeah. just Man, this is about to be a song in here. Well, whatever, we're prepared. Bunch of hot breaths, yelling, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get right into the show. Um, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, the Brooklyn Nets, KD requested a trade. Kyrie opted in, but he we know he's going to go from Brooklyn soon. Are the Nets the biggest failure, the biggest failed experiment in NBA history? I'll start with you, Riv. Um... It got to be, right? I mean, this has pretty much been the most exhausting three years of NBA basketball from looking at the Brooklyn Nets perspective. I mean, you got the first year, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, they join, right? Kevin Durant's out for the season. Kyrie gets hurt 20 to 30 games into the season. Then the next season, you know, they bring in Harden. They play one playoff series together against Boston. Harden gets hurt against the Bucks. Then Kyrie gets hurt later against the Bucks. Then this season, you know, Kyrie goes through his situation. We couldn't predict COVID, obviously. All that stuff happened, so I'm just going to put that to the side. 
KD and Kyrie get healthy enough to play Boston and they get sweeped. And it's like this team had so much potential. You know, walking into this season, they were heavy favorites with the Lakers to make the finals. They were heavy favorites to see the Lakers in the finals. And people just thought bringing these two guys together, you know, these two guys who wanted to play with each other since that 2019 season, two guys who are as as one of the most prolific scorers of our generation of what we've seen, we thought just coming in that they would come in and it wouldn't be this much drama. But being as if we've seen, you know, duos like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Steph, Draymond, all, you know, we've seen all these type of duos and this duo just hasn't accomplished anything i mean they haven't done anything in three years but one playoff one playoff caused nothing but mayhem and controversy throughout the whole media and just been dissing the media they've been hurt out of the lineup they haven't been communicating so it's like it has to be the biggest failure now going into a new situation hopefully we see something better kevin durant wants out Kyrie wants out it sucks for brooklyn because they expected them to be on the court be able to play get them a championship or at least get close to a championship, but they wasn't able to do that. So for me, I know we had a segment about this, if them or the uh, PG and Kawhi were the biggest failures, but I think this one pretty much clears now that they're about to break up. Once Now that it's going to be over, at least it seems as if it's going to be over, PG and Kawhi still have a chance. Now, I really tried to think of some teams that were put together uh, to really try and make it where this wasn't the biggest failure. The only one that came to mind immediately was that Kobe Nash, Dwight Howard team. <laughs> that was really a, a disappointment, uh, for sure. But twelve, thirteen Lakers, for sure. Um, but then you think about yes, like the question here is KD and Kyrie or the Nets in general. You just can't forget that James Harden was on this team. It was KD, Kyrie, James Harden. They played sixteen games together. When they were on the court, all three of them, they were amazing. Thirteen and three, amazing record. But the fact that it led to one playoff series win against the Celtics. Not even of a, a half of season, a half a season out of James Harden being able to play with the Nets this past season. The reason why it's not just a disappointment on the fact that they weren't able to win a championship was it's also a failure because of what they had to give up to acquire this team. I mentioned it a little bit on the last episode. 2023 first round pick swap, 2024 first round pick, 2025 first round pick swap, 2026 first round pick, 2027 first round pick swap. This is such a catastrophic failure because the Nets ruined a solid foundation that it took them years and years to recover after the first catastrophic failure of a trade that they had with the Boston Celtics. And they did a great job of of servicing that situation with minimal. And it got to a point where they were actually able to hold their own, got KD, got Kyrie around a bunch of solid role players. And then they go and they, they trade for James Harden. And they haven't been able to fill that hole that Jared Allen left them either. And so then this is why you have to look at the Nets as the biggest failure in sports. And, and excuse me. Well, I, won't, I don't want to say sports, but at least in basketball history. This is hilarious to me um, because I like some of the points you made, but you talk about the foundation. Oh, Nets shout out to Houston. Oh, they came up. Yeah, they facts. came up. You talk about the foundation the Nets built. That foundation's best player was D'Angelo Russell who now is currently the Timberwolves' fourth best player, and we're still not viewing them as championship favorites. So D'Lo as your best player is a first-round exit every single season. You take the KD Kyrie risk 10 times out of 10. Oh, listen, I'm Although not it that. failed, you take the risk 10 times out of 10. I'm with you. But you look at teams that have failed in the past, 0-4 Lakers, Kobe, Shaq, Peyton, Malone, 
even though the core of, you know, Kobe and Shaq won championships. So you can't call that entire tenure a failure, but they definitely did uh, not live up to expectations. They could have won more championships. The Rockets' big three, Barkley, Olajuwon, Pippen. Then you, um, you before that, it was Drexler, the 12-13 Lakers, the Brooklyn Nets with Paul Pierce, KG, Darren Williams, Brooke Lopez, Jason Terry, Andre Karolinko. We had we I had mean, a hunch on that one. I mean, that team, that team was supposed to at least make the conference finals. Jason Kidd's first tenure as a head coach. When you look at the Nets, and okay, if you view it in totality, you can argue it's the biggest failure. But when you individualize the seasons, it doesn't seem as bad as everybody's trying to make it out to seem like. The no first way season, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. No way are you trying. Do not no, let him off the hook with this. You don't. Do not let him off the hook with this. I'm going oh I'm gonna, I'm I'm to I want to I want to I finish go, go it. That's it. That's the please, only thing ahead. I'm allowing him the courtesy of. Go ahead. Please, go ahead. The Nets in 1920, the, the first season, KD, redshirt season, torn Achilles, recovering from it. The 2021 season, what happens? They're hurt. They don't have much continuity, but when they do play their 13 and 3, is anybody here doubting the Nets would have won the championship had they been healthy? Kyrie, but keep going. Kyrie injures his ankle, and James Harden has a hamstring injury and plays on a grade two hamstring, which lingered on to this past season, and Harden wasn't able to be himself. Then this past season, the last season of these Nets, Kyrie Irving refuses to get the vaccine. COVID, the mandate in Brooklyn, which it it was the 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 vaccine mandate was really only in Brooklyn. Had Kyrie and Katie had this duo been anywhere else that's not in the state of New York, they would have been playing. Or LA. So it yeah, or LA. So really, it's unfortunate that it was in New York, but that's the circumstances. But you look at these, you look at the three seasons. The first one redshirted by KD. The second one, injuries were the reason why they didn't get past the Bucks. It game game it took really Kevin Durant's foot being on the line. Oh, so we just disregard to, overtime. But really, that should have been the shot. He, did, he didn't make a shot. That should have been the shot. And he was playing with James Harden, who couldn't even run. Like he so, couldn't so even. We just he had no burst. He was missing wide open jumpers. Also, he, you don't have your legs under you. You're playing through a great two hamstring. That's a that's a you four shoot at week, the park. There's that's sometimes a four, where you don't even bro. Jump that's to a shoot four week ball. recovery time injury. Not, okay, he, first and foremost, thank you, the OG. reason why you letting him off the hook with this. Whatever this grade injury is that you're letting them <laughs> off the hook with. The reason why you let them off the hook with it is because it's a hamstring. You're completely leaving out the fact that he showed up to camp 25 pounds overweight. That's number one. Add that to the fact that the next season, Mr. Kevin Durant, who said, and Mr. Kyrie Irving, who also said, quote, I was astonished at how mm-hmm. out of shape he was. Rewind the clock back to Mr. Kyrie Irving when you just said that he got hurt in the playoffs. Did this dude not play 20 games the year before that? And what happened was why he only played 20 games? The reason why he only played 20 games, because he got hurt. The only time that he was healthy was when he was with James. That was the only time that he was healthy. So we should have saw this coming years ago. We should have, this whole thing, we should have been like, this is going to be a disaster. But you know what? On paper, it looked like it was phenomenal. We get KD Mm -hmm. together. With Irv and with James Harden. How could this thing not work? Completely disregarding who these guys actually are, how problematic Kyrie Irving is, as good as a talent he is, as good as a talent as he is, how aloof he is. James Harden, who only shows up when he's ready to play, 
which is never. Like he said, this season, not this season, last season that just passed, when he said, quote, I couldn't run the whole summer. The reason why you couldn't run the whole summer was because you were out of shape. And that's why he breaks down at the end of the season, because he plays himself into shape. What elite athlete plays themselves into shape during the season? I don't really know many. I think Shaq did it, and it, it started to catch up with him. James Harden, that's happening to him right now. Now, since we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets, this sounded like a good idea. This sounded like a great idea. The only guy who actually showed up and did his job was KD. He was the only one, even though he started to break down. He broke down last year with the hamstring and missed half the season. This year, it was an unfortunate injury with his knee. But they were at the top of the Eastern Conference before that happened. However, he was the only one who showed up and did his job. And when I look at this thing being a disaster, I mean, we could say that the 15-16 Warriors was a disaster, but they did end up winning it. We could say that, like you just said, we could say that the Rockets was a disaster with Drex and Lajuan and Barkley. Barkley was over. Drex was on the other. I mean, I'm sorry. Barkley was over. Scotty was still in his prime. Drex was already gone. Scotty was still in his prime. And Lajuan was on the other side of it. But that 12-13 Laker team, I mean, I can't say with 100% certainty that that was the one because I mean, Steve Nash was 38. He broke his back. Yeah, Steve Nash was 38. That was the year that Kobe, at the very end, he tore his Achilles that season. Tore his Achilles, yeah. yeah. I mean, Dwight, Dwight Howard was 27 years old, and that, that the mix just didn't work. Dwight was when I look underwhelming. At this, when, 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 I look at, when I look at this Brooklyn dynamic, we should have known, but we had blinders on because it looked so good initially that we were thinking, yo, this is going to work, when in reality, this had no shot. And you're right, OG. We should have known. I did know. I tweeted when the moves happened that they would never get past the second round with the KD-Kyrie duo. When Harden got traded, did I think they would win the championship? Yes. Would they have won the championship had they stayed healthy? Absolutely. Harden couldn't run in the offseason because he had a grade two hamstring that he just played over 100 minutes on in the playoffs because he wanted to win a championship. That is the will of somebody who wants to win. He was coming off his he was coming off one of his best playoff series versus the Boston Celtics. The year before, coming from Houston, he averaged 30 points in that entire playoff run. James Harden shows up. He risked his body to win a championship with the Nets. He risked his body. And it didn't happen. That's unfortunate. But I want to say this. You're right. As a totality, does it look like a complete failure? Yes. But did these Nets go through a situation where they were embarrassed the same way the Clippers were embarrassed when they blew a 3-1 lead in the bubble swept. to the Clippers? It just got swept. That, that's not as bad as blowing a 3-1 lead. No, that's not as bad as blowing a 3-1 lead. That's not as bad as blowing a 3-1 lead. I'll tell you why it's embarrassing. Let me tell you why it's embarrassing. All right, can I do that? Because they got swept in round one, and the guy who abandoned ship and left, he at least made it to round two. At the minimum. They didn't win a single game. The guy that said, they were I'm the out only of here, team this that is didn't dysfunctional. Win a game. Is that not embarrassing Versus to you? Versus the team that Jay, got to the finals. Jay, Jay, you also leaving out the fact, Jay, that not only did they get swept, like Kyrie Irving isn't over. He's 31 years old. KD isn't over. These guys are in the middle of their prime. And Kevin Durant's in the middle of his prime? Absolutely. He's not in the middle, but he's still in his prime. I, I think he's on the other side. He's, he, he's on the he's other side. in his prime still. No, he's in the, on the other side. He's, he's, on, he's on the other side of it. But yeah. you completely leaving out James Harden. We thought he had a fat suit on before he got traded. <laughs> it was the angle of the picture. 
It was an angle of picture. <laughs> right. We thought he had a fat suit on. Do you understand how well, difficult it has but to I, I, when I when I saw him, I'm thinking to myself, this dude literally has to be 25 pounds overweight. You know how difficult it is to gain 25 pounds as a pro athlete? You have to do nothing. And this guy made this thing so complicated. And now you want to let him off the hook because he had a grade two injury and he risked his body. No, he didn't. In fact, he didn't do anything to his body. That's how he got that grade two injury. I don't know about that, OG. That season, he was unbelievable. James Harden was an MVP candidate. It, it just so happened that the first minute of the Bucks series in game one, he was going for a, a routine question. layup, and his hammy just gave out. Harden so was fantastic but I, let, Before you go, Riff, I have a question His game for you is guys. never in question. His game is – I've never questioned James Harden's game. I've always saying. questioned James Harden's commitment to his body, and it's starting to catch up with him. Well, don't worry, because you are going to stop asking those questions after James Harden comes back oh, to all-NBA form this upcoming uh-oh. season. Uh-oh. That's what's going to happen, because he now has the full offseason to train, just and they me. just got P.G. Tucker, DeAnthony Melton. Philly's making a run for the championship. It just occurred to me what OG's talking about, about the fat suit, because not only did it happen again this this season, it happened when he was on the Rockets. That crazy That's what he was referring to. Uh, see, but then I immediately thought about this season, too. But that was too, the angle I'm, of the photo, though. I'm not, I'm not saying you're fully wrong. No, but it wasn't. Nah, yes, it he, was. They took a photo of him the happened, literal next it, day, and it, he it, looks like 25 pounds slimmer. It happened two seasons in a row. That's why it's concerning. But I understand what you're saying now. Yes, Harden was amazing last season, but it took him working himself into shape where he's older now, it took a toll on him, and it ended up costing Well, well him. this past offseason, I do give him a pass because he wasn't able to train. He was rehabbing his hamstring the entire offseason. That's why, why he came into the season out of shape. Stop letting him off the hook with that. Why is that? I'm going to blame him for getting us. injured? Yes, you are. You know why? Because Kevin McHale told us in 2015, quote, James Harden showed up to camp out of shape. He told us this. He told us this eight years ago. This is who James Harden is. He plays himself into shape, which is why when the playoffs start and when we go deeper into the playoffs, his game suffers. And why does his game suffer? Because he breaks down. Let me ask you guys a question. These three net seasons have Mm -hmm. either one of these been as catastrophic of a failure as these past Lakers this year? They were projected to win 52 and a half games. They won 33. That's the greatest deficit from preseason odds to the to the um, regular season that the league has ever seen. Oh, I'll happily end. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I feel like you haven't spoken. You, you said they won 60 games. No, listen, they were disappointing. <laughs> no, they won half of that. Right, no, but th- my whole thing is... <laughs> is that is, they won, is this Lakers season not more disappointing so, than right, every season ends? So, so they won a title. Single, single out this one okay, season. Yeah. They won a title. I know, but no, that's what I'm saying. In totality, the Nets do sound like a, a, the biggest failure. Sick. But when you individualize it, there's context right, for King, each season. King, I understand what you're saying. All right, so I want to get these words in. You singling out this one Lakers season benefits your argument. Last season, they lost in the first round. Fine. They won games at least. Now, Two. let's go back to, and the Nets won zero this past season. All right. Uh, the year before that, they were champions. Okay. So if you want to just single out one season, fine. Your argument seems so crystal clear. But let's look at the totality of LeBron James's tenure in LA. At minimum, they have a championship. You can't say the same about the Nets. They have one playoff series win. Not only that, Jay, you, what you can't what you can't minimize is you can't minimize getting smoked in the playoffs. You can't minimize that. When you get smoked in the playoffs, you're not close to winning it. And the reason why they brought this group together was why? To win a championship. It was a different they, group, and, though. And they got smoked. They didn't lose. They got smoked. They so that means we're smoked. not close, which is why we have to tear this thing down. 
what it's I'm one thing to get, it's one thing to I'm sorry to interrupt you, sir. Yeah, yeah you're good. But it's, it's, it's one thing to get. It's one thing to lose in the first round. But when you get swept, I stand on the I stand on the logic that when you get swept out of the playoffs, I don't care if it's the first round or it's the finals. You get swept out of the playoffs, you're not close to winning it. And for these dudes to get mopped out of the playoffs in round one, I don't think that they're close. That's the same thing with the Lakers. The same logic with the Lakers. But Brooklyn in particular, when you get smoked in round one, you're not close to winning it. I agree with you. And should the Nets have won at least a game or two? Absolutely. But what I, I think people are overreacting to the entire tenure when there's context behind it. It's unfortunate that COVID had to happen and Kyrie did not want to get the vaccine. Harden's injuries there. and Harden and Kyrie both got injured in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But when you when you look at these seasons from an individual standpoint, just individualize each season. I don't think neither of these seasons are a top five catastrophic season in NBA history. You look at the you 93 have to take the whole okay, but you look, into account, you look at the 93-94 Sonics who were supposed to win a championship after MJ retired. They lost in the first round to the eight-seeded uh, eight-seeded team. First time that's ever happened. Who's the, the eight-seeded Ma- team? The Nuggets. Denver. The Mavericks in 2007 upset by the Warriors in the first round. Dirk wins an MVP after they get upset. He he you know, gives his speech, one of the most awkward moments ever. These past Lakers, these past Lakers in the 2021-22 season, this is by far a bigger failure than any of these three See, Nets but years. why are you going by single season and not tenure? Because it has more context but to no, the tenure. No, the whole point of, is this KD, Kyrie, Nets? Is Did KD and Kyrie only play one season together? No, you have to take they it play into two. this whole... They knew, they knew that Kevin Durant was going to be shelved for that first season. So you already know a year of Kevin Durant's career was going to be basically wasted. The whole point was getting ready for that second season. They didn't okay. win more than one playoff this series. Is, this and then is, this, past series, this past season, they got swept. You have to take everything into account. The reason I say it this way is because this is ultimately my thesis on the Nets. The Nets were never fully able to really get started. The, the These are duos that have played more games than Katie and Kyrie. Dirk Nowitzki and Rajon Rondo. Hakeem and Vince. Rashid and Iverson. Nash and Kobe. LeBron and Shaq. They were never able to fully get started. How many of Shaq those? How many of and the big three Nets with Harden, Kyrie, and KD played 16 but games total I, together. you see what you're doing, though? How many of those duos were in their primes together at the same time? So, like, that's it, Rev. None of them. That's it. And, not only, and not only that, Rev, to add to, to add to your point, to add context to what you talked about, first of all, that Dallas, that Denver Nuggets-Seattle matchup, that was a terrible matchup for Seattle. Not only was it a terrible matchup for Seattle, Seattle, just so you know, that Rockets team that won the NBA championship, that was the fourth time in six years that they had been bounced by Seattle. Seattle smokes Houston if they play them because they own them. Fast forward to 2007. This is how many times Golden State beat Go- This is how many times Dallas beat Golden State that year in the regular season. Zero. They didn't beat them one time. They beat them every time that they played. And that was a terrible matchup for the, for the Dallas Mavericks. So that's stuff that, that really can't be controlled. You can't sell me that James Harden not showing up ready to play can't be controlled. That is not something that you should let him off the hook with. And I think that that's what you're doing right now. Do you think James Harden has more more blame than Kyrie Irving in this? In this uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely he does. Because this guy, his job, his job more than anything, his game has never been in question. We know who James Harden is as a player. The reason, like I said, the reason why he, the reason why he suffers in the playoffs is because he breaks down. And he breaks down because he doesn't take care of himself. He shows up. And you're letting him off the hook with a grade two hamstring injury. He got that hamstring injury because he wasn't in shape. 
And now you're trying to sell us that because he wasn't because he had this grade two, he put his body on the line. Oh man! So does that, so not. does so every player that has a hamstring injury, it's because they're not in shape. That's not everybody, but James Harden has a history. That's the difference with him. He has a history, but before he got re-injured in the playoffs versus the Bucks, he was on an MVP campaign. Nobody could predict that he was going to suffer an injury and again. This is where I, this is where I'm with Joel too. James Harden had been the model of consistency of being on the court. And he was the he, only and, player that they were and, winning with. And Houston, did he miss significant amount of time ever? It seems as if I can I can't even remember one time um, where James Harden was out for a significant. James amount of Harden time. went I'm, to I'm Brooklyn, he, so he didn't have to shoulder on a load that he took on in Houston. Then he goes to Brooklyn, and Kyrie's never playing. Kevin Durant's injured; he has to backpack. See, this Kyrie's and then this never past, playing is strong, and this because that season mean? he's that, never playing. That last he played season, half the season. He played last, 50 games. last season. He was still 50-49. He played. Yes, but he played fifty. Kyrie games. and KD, excuse me, Kyrie and James Harden they, logged the, the most the, amount of games the, together. This Brooklyn Nets team beat one playoff team, and that was the Celtics with Ky- Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. And so Jason Tatum, of course. Realistically, they beat nobody because that team wasn't that good. So they have beat nobody in three years in the playoffs. They just got swept. By Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Emi Udoka. They just got swept. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They just got swept. I understand Kyrie, but you when you get these two, when you get Kyrie, you kind of know what you're getting. Kyrie gets hurt a lot. Kevin Durant's had history with injuries over the past couple seasons. So it's like when you get them, you kind of know like it's a possibility that they get hurt. That's but you take the talent because it's talent. And that's why yeah, I'm but, with you but there. Th- that's why for me, I don't I don't blame I think James Harden deserves the least blame. I don't. In this. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and, and KD I'm, deserves the least blame in this. And this is yeah. me who does not. No, like Kevin Durant KD deserves the least means. blame. But I have to blame you and Kyrie for getting swept. And that's probably Ooh. that's the okay. biggest thing that's right fair. now. That's fair. They, Very. I have to blame that's both fair. of you for getting swept. Like you were there. Yeah, you got swept. And you're that KD is supposed to be that guy. You need you to get to, one. You have to get. You what did get I tell one. you when the, when no, the Joker you, when hey. the Joker was down three? I said you got to get you one. You got to get I one. I don't care if you're at the top of your game and you are a top five, top six player in the NBA. You are good enough to get one. No you got to get one. No doubt. And you should get one. And Kevin Durant didn't get one. Kyrie didn't that, get one. And with that also being said, you just said he was. You just said James Harden was the model of consistency. Well, the reason why we didn't have any history of it is because he was young. That's starting to catch up to him now. Don't disagree. Which is why these now are mounting. And not only are these injuries mounting, this game is going to start suffering. You saw what happened in the playoffs this year. And sure. I wasn't surprised when I saw that because I'm thinking to myself, this is who James Harden is. He's not going to – Jay's going to try to sell us that now, this season <laughs> coming up, James Harden is going to turn into this super athletic, automatic guy who – his game has never been in question. Him taking care of himself has been in question. If he's if he can do that, we might see something different. Maybe. That's hey, my hey look, OG. I throughout this entire season, when Harden got traded to Philly, I doubted the fit, and I knew that I wasn't gonna see the old James Harden. But with this off season, with him not having to rehab an injury, him having the off season to train how he usually trains, I'm confident, ninety nine point nine percent. That James Harden is going to go back to James Harden of old, and the Harden and B duel is going to be a top five one in the NBA, no doubt. Mm. Has, has James Harden ever been in question in the regular season? I mean, this is a guy who was thirty six a game. He was no, this past season. This past season. This past season he was, but no, he's never. For the most part, he hasn't. Right in so, the playoffs, he's in question. And the reason why is because James Harden plays himself into shape, and once we get to the playoffs. 
then the, the, it starts to sputter. Then we start to break down. So you telling me that this season we're going to see a different duo between them two, and we're going to have a different outlook. It remains to be seen. I'm 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 all ears for this, and I'm definitely be in front of the TV for this. Yeah, no well, we're we're gonna have you on during the regular season when Harden yes, drops will. his a uh, tenth straight thirtieth point game. <laughs> I'm not th- th- that part. I'm not. I, I once again, I'm never questioning James Harden's game. James Harden's one of the best distributors in the game. He's one of the best scorers in the game. He's one of the best playmakers in the game. That's never been my question. My question is: is 0-4-11 in Game Seven? My question is: we forgot. And Riv did. Uh, Riv mentioned it. You know that he was on the floor last year when they played against Milwaukee in Game Six. James Harden was on that team. It is. He was it didn't look like it. Yeah, he was. He, he was there the entire series. In fact, so the last we talked about a guy. Right, he was. He was absolutely. He was, was there three, last two. So two, two. we talking about a guy who, if he could, if he could be more consistent in the playoffs, if he could take care of his body, I think that he would be better at that. Yeah, it's something that does remain to be seen. Now, the Timberwolves made a big-time trade yesterday. They traded for Rudy Gobert. And Tim Connolly, who's now the Wolves' new GM, uh, he traded Rudy Gobert on draft night when he was in Denver. And now, first two months on the job, he's trading for him to pair up with Anthony Edwards, D'Lo, and Carl Anthony Towns. Now, they sent Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and four first-round picks for Gobert. Now, I want to get your thoughts on this first. For one, do you think this was way too much to give up for Gobert? And number two, does this put the Timberwolves in contention in the West? Oh, you're talking about I, I thought you meant him. I'm sorry. You want to talk yes, yes, yes. You're the one and only um, OG. Come on. I I actually like this. And the reason why I like this is because what it's gonna do is is it's gonna alleviate a lot of things that Cat had to do. So now my responsibility to rebound, I don't have to do that as much. My responsibility to rim protect. I don't have to do that as much. Now I can concentrate on being more of an offensive threat, being more of a defensive threat on the perimeter, as opposed to I got to do all of these things. Rudy is not going to clog the lane like people think. Think Dirk Nowitzki and Tyson Chandler. Think those two. So when I think about Cat's game, Cat's game is from the outside in. Cat mid-range gets going. Once his mid-range gets going, now he opens up the offense for everybody else. That's diving to the box. That's getting to the basket. That's getting fouled. So I think that that's going to help out with Rudy because Rudy's a better rim runner now. Now he has a now he has a rim runner and a pick and dive guy and a pick and and a, and a pick and lob guy in Rudy. So I think he's going to help these guys out tremendously. And they were able to hold on to Jalen Smith. Jaden Smith. I think that I think that's going to be big. Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, Jaden McDaniels. I'm sorry, not Jaden Smith. Jalen McDaniels. Jalen Smith's I, on the pick. Minnesota is. I'm looking at their team. Minnesota is a top six, maybe even a top five team in the West right now. See what's crazy about this, and I'll go because I have similar opinions. Uh, when this happened, I thought you were about to be all in, but I guess I should have I should have known better given the fact that you and Rudy, you got you just not the hugest fan of Rudy. No, I love Rudy Gobert, but why love? I love Rudy love. Gobert. Yes, I love. Rudy you could have fooled me. When have you? I ever been very hypercritical La- of Rudy? I'm sorry, Riv. Yo, we have a group chat, right? <laughs> in the group chat, but on the show. Uh, no, but how about when I told, we what did I tell you? He fell here. off as a troller. I told you he was trolling. You were trolling in the group yes, chat. Yes, he was trolling. No, that was my instant first reaction to it. My point being is what OG's saying is 100% truth. This trade benefits Carlini Towns the most. But to go through the the whole idea of did they give up too much, 
Rudy Gobert, I saw you tweet that someone said that you, you hopped into a spaces and someone said that yeah, Rudy Gobert is generational. He's not a generational talent he is a in defender, totality. Defender, he's, yeah. a generational no, he's a generational talent defender. Talent, and I left after that. You're being rude because he probably meant it. He's a generational talent. Is Ben Wallace a generational talent? No. What the hell? I mean, we're talking, no, I know that's strong, but he's still one of the best defenders in yeah, the history. Yeah, but of the he game. said, when he said, Rudy, no, because somebody said. I'm talking about Ben Wallace now. Yeah, yeah when I talked to him, when I went to Spaces, I went to a Spaces, and they were talking about Rudy Gobert. So I was like, okay, you know, let me go into a random Spaces. Let me see what they're talking about. And somebody was talking about uh, Rudy Gobert, and then the dude said, excuse me, sir, uh, Rudy Gobert is a generational talent in NBA history. So I waited a little bit, mm-hmm. and they was like, everybody laughed. And he was like, I'm dead serious. And they was like, that's what you mean. You mean generation defender? He said no, generational talent, and that's what I left. That's that's. Listen, now I understand what you're saying, but is that wrong to say he's definitely a, ge- a generational talent on the defensive side of the ball? He's one of the best shot blockers we've ever seen in the game. Everything in sense of defending outside of the perimeter, of course, because that's just where he gets burned ninety nine percent of the time. Anything around the rim, he is a ten out of ten at. Now, first four, uh, four first round picks. I can understand where that might seem like a lot. However, when you're a team like Minnesota and you understand, I have this guy, Anthony Edwards, that's going to come take over the league one day. I have Carl Anthony Towns that he is one of the better big men in the NBA. I would say probably a top four center right now in the NBA. I want to now where Carl Anthony Towns strengths are. He's not a true center. He's not a, the the stereotypical center that we've seen throughout history of NBA. He is more of that stretch five that now does not have to play that. Now he can transfer over to his role as a power forward, power forward which he has wanted to do for a couple of years now. And given the fact that Carl Anthony Towns is arguably the best shooting big in the NBA, I don't even know if I have to say arguable. He has an unbelievable shot for that size. Now it's just going to open up the floor for Carl Anthony Towns. And Carl Anthony Towns, like OG said, is not going to have to do all the scrappy stuff that he's not wanted to do. And we saw it against the Grizzlies where he's not trying to bang down low. Anything defensive-wise, trying to rebound, offensive rebound, that's not Carl Anthony Towns' game. I'll tell you whose game that is. Rudy Gobert's. I think it is Cat's game. He just got he just gets tired. When you take on that big of an offensive load, you have to sacrifice some parts of the defensive side of the ball and rebounding. Which is why it's great now because he doesn't have to sacrifice that anymore because he has a guy he can trust. Before you go, go Riff, first of all, I like the comparison with the Dirk and Tyson Chandler That was a great one. comparison. Although Dirk is better than Cat, but Gobert is better than Chandler. So it's kind of like a yin-yang thing, but it's a great mm-hmm. comparison. What I love about this move is that while the entire league is zigging, the Timberwolves decided to zag. Every team is going small now. We've seen the Celtics make the championship without having a top five center we or without having a big front court, a quote-unquote bigger front court. They stretch out the floor. The Warriors just won Kayvon Looney. This is the first time that we've seen in a while that a team is going all in to try and contend with uh, two big men starting. We've seen the trend start last year with the Cavaliers this past season, but they didn't make the playoffs, but we know that they're trending upwards. I feel like Tim Connolly sees a good vision, and Rudy Gobert helps out a lot of the deficiencies that Minnesota has. They were 24th in opponents' points per game last year, 13th in defensive rating. They ranked 16th in rebounding, 25th on the defensive glass, and that's ultimately why they lost against Memphis. Had they had somebody that can rebound, they would have won the series, and they were this close to winning the series. They did blow a lot of leads in it, but they could have beat them. My biggest question mark is how are they going to fare against the smaller teams, though? The Clippers are still around. Golden State, Dallas, 
the Pelicans, now that Zion is coming back. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And that's where coaching comes in. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. Keep going. Keep keep, keep going. Um, That's where I really have my biggest concerns with the Timberwolves is how they're going to fare against smaller teams. Because Mm -hmm. if the Pelicans decide to go five out and play Zion at center, Mm -hmm. I really don't know what's going to happen in that. It's hard to predict. But that's where I feel like you can stagger the minutes between Cat and Gobert. Um, I hated that they had to involve Patrick Beverly in the deal and Vanderbilt because they were culture setters for the Timberwolves last season. But sometimes you have to give those guys up. Pat Bev was entering his final year of his contract. Vanderbilt offensively is just so limited that bringing in somebody like Gobert, you can't really play Vanderbilt alongside him anyway. Uh, So that's why I think it was a good move. Was it a bit too much? Yes. But at the end of the day, to get a guy like Gobert, who's a three-time defense player of the year, uh, five-time all, um, three-time All-Star, four-time All NBA, six-time All Defensive Team. You have to make a move like this, and it was a good move. Still a lot to be determined. I'm shocked. But we have to see. I'm shocked. I'm not all all in, but I am in. You seem more oh, optimistic. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. You do. You yeah. seem yeah, more so optimistic like- now than how you were coming off yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yes, because for me, the Patrick Beverly and Vanderbilt. They were the heart and soul of Minnesota last year, that team. And when you lose the heart and soul of your team, sometimes it doesn't always go your way. Rudy Gobert in the past has not gotten along with teammates. Can I, How is that going to work out? Can I ask out? you this question? Do you think Anthony Edwards' attitude and his approach to the game is going to make it seamless in that transition? It should. I feel like it, it will. I think Anthony Edwards is one of the – he's a leader, a natural one leader. 100%, which is so exactly I, that's why, why I'm, say that. I'm more – I'm all in on Anthony Edwards. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm all in on Minnesota. Because I believe Anthony Edwards is going to be a top 10 player in this league very, mm-hmm. very soon. Very I soon. I don't disagree at all. At all. Ah, four picks, four players for Gobert. Um, I looked at the trade. I, I had to sleep on it because, you know, it was it happened so fast. I it feel was like, random out of I feel nowhere. like if they could have kept, because they gave up damn near all their perimeter defense. I feel like if they could have kept maybe just one of them, Bev or Vanderbilt, and just one pick. But nonetheless, like you said, they got to do things like that to get a player like that. Because Rudy Gobert, three-time defensive player of the year, one of the best defenders in the league. Um, a lot of my questions, really, like you said, just comes from if they play the Warriors, and you got Draymond at the four, Looney at the five, they go small. That's gonna Rudy Gobert in a small ball situation doesn't really help him, you know. And then for me personally, who's Cat gonna guard on the other side of the ball if they go small? Like if they play the Clippers, if they run Kawhi at the four, or if they run somebody like PG at the four, what's gonna happen? Who's Cat gonna guard? You know, you lost Vanderbilt, you lost Pat Bev. Those are your guys, your stopper on the perimeter. So who now? What's gonna happen? Anthony Edwards has taken strides as defender. He wants to be one of the best defenders in the league. D'Lo has also stepped up defensively, but you don't have a stopper per se Jamie McDaniels can be that I think he will be that I don't just I don't know if it's gonna happen right away like next season but now what you know their bench they have to put more guys on the bench but I think overall I I don't I I think Conley made this quote he said he was tired of something about how he didn't want to go out small ball the best small ball team in the Warriors he wants to bring back the Twin Towers so Looking at Cleveland, it was successful for them. I know they didn't make the playoffs, but Allen and Mobley got hurt at the end of the year. They would have definitely got in if those two didn't get hurt. But even Boston, they're small, but that's still Al Horford on the perimeter. Rob Will down low. That's a bit of a two-big-man system. The two-big-man system works. Yeah, the two-big-man system definitely works, and I think it can work for Minnesota. My thing is just matchup-wise, when they play the small ball teams, how is it going to work for them? That's really my only concern. 
Offensively, I think they'll be fine. Defensively, it's really just about matchups when it comes to the playoffs. If they play the Warriors, if they play the Clippers, what's legit going to happen? How are they going to do that? And like OG said, that's a coaching thing. Is Chris Finch ready to do that? I don't know, but we'll see. It can guys, work. I, yeah. Go, OG. Guys, I, I, I can't tell you how much better you could be as a defender when you got a rim protector like Rudy Gobert behind you, how much more aggressive that I can be, how much more, how much smarter I can get because I got a guy back there that's going to clean up my mistakes, which means that I should, I expect D'Angelo Russell to be a better defender. I expect Anthony Edwards to be a better defender simply because I got these two guys behind me, particularly Rudy, that's going to clean up anything that I do. Now, when you're talking about a guy in Rudy, that's going to have to play in the small ball system. That's where it comes down to coaching. That's the problem that I had with Quinn Snyder. Because when you got five guys on the floor, that's when Quinn Snyder snatches Rudy off the floor. And he has somebody who can complement that. Because I don't have to just have Rudy on the floor all the time. I can have Rudy on the floor in certain situations. And that's where coaching comes in. Because I can't have uh, Memphis with five, six foot eight guys on the floor. And then this guy is shooting 22 feet away from the basket. We know Rudy can't guard out there. Because Rudy can't guard out there, now I got to get somebody else in here. That doesn't mean that Rudy's a liability. That just means that I can't have him in in this situation. You guys are not going to play small ball all night. Add that to the fact that we can punish you when you play small ball, i.e. your Lakers. When Houston tried to play small ball, we went right at Anthony Davis. I think the difference is is that Rudy isn't the offensive player that Anthony Davis is, but Cat is. So we can absolutely punish teams who go small ball against us. So that's where coaching comes in. And I expect this team defensively to be better simply because they got that kind of rim protector and shot blocker behind them. Yeah, there's no doubt. And they have a small ball lineup they can roll out there with D'Lo, Edwards, McDaniels, Kyle Anderson, who was a huge pickup, and Cat. So Mm -hmm. that you can – and also, Golden State, they have won these championships being a small ball team, but – Golden State really hasn't faced the dominant center. They faced Jokic, but two of his best co-stars were out. Golden State has never really faced a team that has had an offensive talent like Cat with the complementary parts around him. They never really yes, faced Yes, they that. did. It was in 2016. It was Cleveland, and they lost. Kevin Love? I would have said the Clippers before Tristan it was Cleveland. Tristan Thompson, too, running at the basket. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Kevin that Kevin Love is this Cat. No, though. he's saying Tristan Thompson also. Yeah. Tristan Thompson, yeah, but that... Uh, which I agree with, because when a they were picking wrong... Between oh, Gobert and no Cat. doubt, which is what he's saying. Yeah. It's exactly what he's saying. Gobert is a better version of what Tristan Thompson is, significantly, and now you're adding him to this mix where they already have guys that can fill that role, except now you have Rudy yeah. Gobert that's down low that's going to provide significant but more presence. Yes. I have a question for you guys, because they mm-hmm. did give up a lot for Rudy Gobert. Um, they were in the sweepstakes to get a DeJounte Murray, but ultimately they didn't want to outbid the Hawks. Um, but another name out there was DeAndre Ayton. Do you think that they should have went for somebody like DeAndre Ayton instead of Rudy Gobert, or are you fine with the Gobert move? Ayton is not a championship move. Rudy Gobert is a, has a he raises their ceiling higher than DeAndre Ayton. If you, if you want to win a championship, Rudy Gobert is the way to go, not Ayton at this point in time. I know he's a number one pick. He has a lot of potential, but that's not the route you Only want to go. Only thing I'll say is, Minnesota was not one of those teams that I was expecting to make a run at Rudy Gobert. That's that's that it was the, random. That's about the only thing I can random. say. But, but now that it's done, Edwards is locked up. Cats locked up. 
Gobert's locked up. And Ant around is going to be locked this up. This was a move for now. Forget about the future. You have a strong, a, a big three of Anthony Edwards, who we understand is going to be a primetime player in this league. They have four all-stars. Carl basically. Anthony Towns, who's... D'Lo. He's an all-star caliber player. The thing is, uh, D'Lo has... Days, yes. He's made an all-star game. I mean, on days, yes. He is an all-star You heard what Draymond Green said, right? He's also the difference in what they were doing last year. He's that yeah. playmaker. He's that distributor uh, that they no, didn't have. And when they needed him most last season, which is why I'm so high and cold on D'Lo, last year mm-hmm. when they needed him against the Grizzlies... Yeah. He's a high and cold he player. He folded. What's a what's a big what's a better big four? This is just off the top. This is random. The Timberwolves, Rudy, D'Lo, Cat, Edwards, or Golden State with Steph, Dre, Clay, and Wiggins at this point in time. I'm taking the team that just won. I would take the I champions. Take, yeah, I'm taking the champions. What about the one. Pelicans? Ingram, Zion, Valley. We haven't seen them play. CJ, and that one is intriguing. That's until I it's see them play. Super, I can't answer that. Super exciting. Super super intriguing. And the reason, to Red's point, the reason why Minnesota did what they did was because Memphis, if I'm not mistaken, they finished with the number two seed. Yeah. And Minnesota had them in the chokehold three of the four losses. So they're yeah. looking at them going, well, if we can just upgrade here, yeah. we could get past these guys. And these guys are at the top of the Western Conference. Memphis so if we can just yeah. upgrade here, we can, we can be right back in the middle of this thing. Because you guys know with this league, it's really quick. You can turn it around, sure. especially when you're not that far away. Un- sure. Unlike the Brooklyn, Nets. Memphis yeah. is also Oof. another team that runs the two big lineup. With and especially Jackson when and Adams, there is still a budding superstar in Edwards that's waiting. Like yeah. Cat, we know who he is. Gobert, we know. D'Lo, we know. It's Edwards. That's why I think Edwards is the X factor. If he can take that leap this upcoming season, we can see the Timberwolves in the conference finals. I don't know. I think for me, like Cat is the X factor because. When you play a team, like even like the Warriors, I think the Warriors are going to try their, their their big lineups this year because obviously they let a couple guys go because they want the young guys to play. You're making a good point right but now. But for the Clippers, you know, Ty Lue, he will sit Zubak for a game and just go small. Four wings, one guard. And Zubak, he's gotten better over the years. But I think like a team like that, like when you go play the Clippers, even in when they played in a play and you saw Cat struggle against that five – five that four wing lineup it's going to be the same thing as much as gobert is going to be there and cat's going to be at the four that kind of plays towards the clippers game they want your bigs on the perimeter because they have stoppers out there so i think that for me that's probably the one matchup i'm looking at like wow if they play the clippers that's going to be a tough one for this big lineup it's my issue though my issue more than anything and i said this before i got on with you guys cat is the number one on a playoff team i think he's a number two on a contender i think he's a number three on a championship team that's my issue with Cat. So when I look at Cat on this team, damn, that's yo, OG, that's rude. That is rude. How well he already showed us last year, and not just last year, he showed us two years ago when they went to the playoffs with Jimmy Butler, what he is. Yeah. Now when I and I, I'm not just saying this to just be like that. I'm saying this because of of what I've seen from him. Now if we go further in the playoffs with Rudy Gobert and us being a better a better team defensively is it going to be because cat stepped up his game more or is it because or, or is it going to be because we were better defensively and that helped us out maybe our offensive production may have dipped but defensively we got better which is why we were able to get past teams as opposed to cat went 30 and 15 and now we just rolling yeah you make a good point and that's why i feel like minnesota doesn't make this move to go all in if they don't feel like edwards is on 
the trajectory to become oh, yeah. a superstar. Yeah. Like I think he's he's the one they view as the number one, Kathy number two, Gobert three, and then D'Lo four. But now he just gets to worry about offense. Like, yes, he's going to Ooh. have defensive responsibilities. Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, no, 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 buddy. He has to guard. I understand what you're saying, but the... He's going to have to guard. His responsibilities are significantly less. It's correct. He doesn't have to help as much. It's significantly less than the rim protecting. That's what he's going to have to do less. He's still going to have to guard. Like, That's they're a gonna, huge part of what I do, though. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna put him in a lot not, of action. I'm not saying that, but before that, he was doing that and correct. Yeah, correct. protecting the rim. Right. A lot less pressure on him defensively. And now where his strengths are on the offensive yeah. side of the ball, he gets to fully put his effort Because last that. year, Minnesota played they, they played a switch defense anyway. So, Cat was switching onto the perimeter and guarding on top of having to play drop coverage and then protect the rim and then playing help side. So, his responsibilities are significantly less, so I think offensively he'll be better for sure. On to the next topic, the Atlanta Hawks made a trade for DeJounte Murray. They traded Gallinari in three first-round picks, and the Hawks got back Murray and Jock Lando. And they also made a trade, trading Kevin Herter to Sacramento for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a future first-round pick. Now, how much better do you think DeJounte makes the Atlanta Hawks? Are they locks in the East to make the playoffs, a top-six seed? Or no? I'm excited. You know, I mean, uh, you know, you finally <laughs> put DeJounte in a good situation. And I love DeJounte. You know, he's he's one of my favorite players. You you put him in a great situation. You know, him and San Antonio, they kind of came to an agreement. So I like that. That was cool of San Antonio for him to come out and say. Yeah. Yo, and San then Antonio Atlanta, right. they, 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 they're not, Atlanta's not in deep shit as other teams. You know, they, before that, made the ECF. And then even last year, they, they, Made the playoffs. They lost in five games, but um, they were underwhelming. Yeah, underwhelming. So you bring in DeJounte, he's obviously going to help the defense automatically. He's one of the best defending guards in the league. He's going to help that playmaking. You know, give some, give Trey Young another guy who can create and handle the ball. So that's something. His and you can tell his trajectories. He's improved every year in the league. So you can expect him to not maybe be a knockdown shooter, but somebody that can at least hit a couple threes here and there. You know, he's always, his mid-range is improving, his package inside the game, his floater is improving. So he's improved every part of his game. So I like the move. You know, this backcourt, it's going to be really good. You put somebody next to Trae Young, so now he doesn't have to guard the best guard. You know, you put DeJounte there, who can help. DeAndre Hunter is also another guy who, even though he's been hurt, you can see the improvements. You can see Nate McMillan put him in a lot of actions to help get his game going. He's another guy that can defend. So... Argos you, can defend. Yeah, you get that. DeJounte is on a friendly, so you don't have to pay him yet. You know, so that's, that's two years. That's 16, yep, 17. That's somebody you can come in now. He can help and compliment Trey Young. So I, I like this move for me personally. A lock, I probably was trolling when I said there was a lock before, but because the East is, yeah, the East is really tough. It's hard to really say who's a lock, but with Brooklyn crumbling, you know, I think Atlanta really has a strong chance to still be around that playoff range because they, they well, made the plan last year. Go ahead, that's, what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to ask you, Rev. Talk to me. Miami, are they better than them? No. Boston? No. Philly? No. Milwaukee? No. Chicago? Chicago. Maybe. Maybe. Now, so we can have a conversation about them. Yep, maybe. What about the Cavs? Cleveland, that's what I was going to. They're, they're in that, they're, you know what? Stay right, they're in that conversation right there. Chicago, Toronto, Cleveland, Toronto. Toronto's another team. Washington? Atlanta, they're better than Washington. They're Toronto with Washington. another year of development. Monte no, Morris, the, the, the development of Scotty, one guy. Scott, which is the most important piece. Atlanta has Trey Young. So, um, so, so, uh, at, so let's at be best, real. At, let's be real. Toronto starting five. At best, I'll nice. give you six seed. That's what I, that's what I was, that was my question to you. So at best, we're looking at a six seed. Yep. So Who was five? Who was that 15? It was Miami, Philly, Bucks, Heat. 
Celtics. No, no, no. Oh. My, and then the no. Bulls and Cavs. Mm-hmm. I feel like that their ceiling, their ceiling is the fifth seed. Now, let me ask you this question, everyone here at the at the table. Now that you mm-hmm. have DeJounte Murray, um, who clearly can play with the ball in his hands, and Trey Young does not have to have as much responsibility as a playmaker. Yes, Trey Young's still one of the best playmakers in the league. Now do we see Trey Young start to become more of an off ball player where he's trying to to run around the court, really tire out the defense similarly to a Steph Curry, but do we feel like we'll start to see that more often? I mean, I don't I, think so. I don't, it depends on his conditioning. That should be the idea. I don't want. I think Nate McMillan isn't going to force it first year because you have to right. build the type of conditioning for that. That's a, like to go up out there. And Trey's working right now. We, we like no, you I, think I, that I, Trey's that, working. That's like a like Curry didn't start doing that until like a little bit I know later. So it's a different type of conditioning for that. But I think you definitely get Dejounte because you want to put Trey Young in different actions. So he, you're going to start to see a little bit more of that. But I don't think it's going to happen right away. And also, I don't but, think Nate McMillan is as innovative as a coach as Steve Kerr. So I don't think that don't he's think so he's gonna That's do that. But, but anything Dejounte will probably. But be like, more listen, let's be real. Like, I'm not a genius uh, basketball That's mind in the sense for like a head coach. Listen, I'm, I thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, I I do know a thing or two about basketball. But as a head coach, I'm nowhere near the level of those guys. And it came to my mind, Dejounte Murray can have Trey Young running around the court and him just take the ball and and hit him in the spots while they're setting pick and rolls, getting Trey Young the best <laughs> shooter on their team open. That sounds like the best plan of action, especially with Trey Young being as prolific of a scorer as he is. I think the best plan of action is staggering the minutes. That's what I think. And when Trey Young, like let's say at the six minute mark, you get Trey Young to rest and Jadante stays for another three minutes and he runs the show. Uh, the same way we see in OKC with Chris Paul and SGA, Houston with James Harden and Chris Paul. I think that's how they're going to play. Listen. You mentioned it, OG, earlier in the early in the show. If you don't make a move, you are at risk at regressing significantly from last season to the next season. We saw that with Atlanta. They make the Eastern Conference Finals. They make no moves in the offseason. They are not they're not even in the playoffs. They make the play in, but they lose in the play in. No, they, they the lost the eight seed Miami. No, they the lose in the play in. No, they won. No, the they won the play in. They lost to Miami. Miami. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I let me, them, bro. Let, me <laughs> let me ask you this though, because you're saying that he's going to alleviate some minutes for Trey Young, which I agree with. But then once Trey Young's off the court, how is their spacing looking? They don't have not nearly the shooting that you would want. I disagree. Bogey. Respect Bogey, bro. I guess. Well, you're saying when Trey so, Young's so, off the court, no, when Trey Young's off the court, the Johnson's running the one. No doubt about that. But you want those two on the court together as much as possible. DeAndre Hunter is a floor spacer. Yes. John Collins. Yes. Bogdanovich. Yes. Well, two two things that we have to recognize. Recognize the fact that DeJounte Murray playing in that San Antonio Spurs system. He can play off the basketball because yes. there's a lot of action true. off the basketball. Very true. So he can play off yeah. the basketball. That's not the issue. The issue here is Trey Young plays only on the basketball. We're talking about a guy from college to the pros. Led to co- late college in scoring and assists. Led the league in, I think he was second in the league. Even in high school, he led AAU in assists. Right, led the, I think he was second in the league this year in scoring at, at one point or third in the league in he scoring. He finished first in, in points and assists throughout the right. totality so of the season. He's a guy who needs the basketball in his hands. So with that being said, this thing that I'm concerned with is I'm concerned with how he's going to be able to play off of DeJounte Murray. I'm not concerned with DeJounte Murray playing off of him because he did that anyway in San Antonio, playing off the basketball with a lot of action, right? So with him not, with Trey Young not being able to have the ball as much, that's the thing that I'm concerned with the most with them. And I'm also concerned with these guys being able to score in the post because last I checked, guys, you got to have somebody on the box. (laughs) Even though, uh, unless you got a long ball shooter like Steph Curry, 
right? Unless you got that going on, you got to have somebody who got who I can go to on the box for buckets. And Atlanta does not have that. <laughs> I, John Collins guy. Talk to him, bro. Nah, John Collins isn't an inside type player. He's mid is, is no, very, very good. He's not mid. He can knock nah, down a shot better, or two. He's better than mid. He's hey, come mid. on now. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> 18 a game, man. What is he, 18 and 7? But no, at, not, and at least Clint Capella is a lob presence. Like, but I understand what you're saying. I, I don't worry about his Jonte off ball because catch and shoot last year, he shot 34.5% from three. So he's right. a at least a slightly below average shooter, but. It's respectful from out there. He's not He's like capable. Westbrook. He's capable. Yeah. So you also look you at didn't these. Have to do that. You also look you at did these. Did not stats. have to do that. When they, when you take into account how many <laughs> oh, dribbles gee, he you takes, can't laugh at him, bro. Come on. When Dejounte Murray takes seven plus dribbles, his three point percentage goal is is at sixteen point seven percent. When it's three to six dribbles, it's twenty nine percent. When it's two dribbles, it's twenty seven percent. When it's one dribble, it's thirty seven percent, and when it's zero, it's thirty six percent. That's not his game. That's Trey, and that's that's Trey setting him up. Exactly. That's what that sounds like right there. So that's that means Dejounte up. can play very well off the ball, but mm-hmm. I I thought it was a bit too much to give for Dejounte Murray. I get that he's coming off an All Star appearance, but he's not going to be an All Star player, at least not make it make the team in Atlanta. I don't think so. Why? But you just called D'Lo an All Star caliber player. He hasn't made it in Minnesota. So I didn't say be? that D'Lo. I didn't say that Dejounte was an All Star caliber. I just said he wasn't going to make the All Star team. You don't have to make the All Star team to be an All Star. And it's player. also not that much when you're making or you're having an All Star type player who was an yes. All Star make him. sixteen but million, seventeen million for two. And then seasons. he's going to get a max. That's fine. Two years though. That's two years. You understand that's. That's 2024, 2025. That's not problem. that far away. And you now. just you it's just not. told us the money's going up, so the money isn't really going to look that. He won't make the All-Star game, so his money isn't going to go that much higher. So realistically, it's going to be a good deal. he's to continue to perform also, because like you said, it's been one season where he was an All-Star, but it's one season. We've seen players get paid off of one season, but you're not getting upwards of $30 million The last time we've seen DeJounte as a second option, it was with DeMar DeRozan before DeMar departed to Chicago. He averaged 16, 7, and 5. That's what I think it's going to be in Atlanta. <laughs> I don't see him averaging 20-plus a game. I see him averaging 16, 7, it's 5. the second option no, here, though. Those are good 16, stats. 16 is not enough. That's not. No, that's not. That's not, not. Not enough for three ones. No, absolutely not. That's 16, that's why I think it was too much to trade for him. That's not enough. No. We got to get we got to get more than 16 and 7 because if I'm giving you three ones, I'm essentially saying that I don't think any of those three ones that I'm giving you is going to be better than 16 and 7 over the next three years. No way. 16 and 7 is not enough. We got to do better than 16 and 7. What do you that's think, Ruth? I think you pulled up those numbers and not acknowledge that he's gotten way better since then. I also acknowledge. I also, I also acknowledge that Trey Young is more ball dominant than Demar. But you, we, you also didn't acknowledge the fact that Demar isn't a playmaker like Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Trey Young is a significantly much more better mm-hmm. playmaker, so he's going to mm-hmm. get Dejounte in <laughs> yeah. a lot of open looks, which is going to yeah. open up his game to where he can yeah. get to twenty points a game. And you didn't acknowledge his defense, which he's a really, 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 really good defender. Well, stats don't. Do, I, no, I know no you, just, you just you just you just kind of said, oh, this was him as a second oh, option. as an you offensive just, player, yes. yeah. But you didn't acknowledge he didn't get better. You didn't acknowledge that. You didn't say anything about him getting better. You just kind of threw this up. No, he got very, better. Very but what I'm saying, it's too name. much to give Dejounte Murray. It's not. Because what you just read, what you didn't Look, acknowledge, this is what I think. He, is he going to take a backseat and have similar numbers to this? Yes. Is he going to go back to being an elite level defender? Yes. Last year, he was great. Was he elite level? 
No, because he had a bigger offensive load. Now no, that he's with the Hawks and Trey Young, good. but now that he's with the Hawks and Trey Young, he's gonna go back to being an All NBA level defender. Probably make those teams in a, like in consecutive years. That's what I think is gonna happen. Also, I, yeah, I didn't take you. You could say I didn't take into account the Trey Young playmaking, but you did. It. I took. Didn't he almost no, average a triple double did. this last season? Mm-hmm. I did, but I took into account things that counter that like DeMar isn't nearly as ball dominant as Trey the San Antonio Spurs with DeMar and DeJounte didn't have as nearly as many offensive options as Atlanta has currently well, yeah and also so those are DeJounte wasn't as account. good as he was now that he was then is he not as good or did he have significantly less opportunity no he just wasn't as good no I got a question what's your question why did they, why did they trade him I think they're trying to go into a full this, rebuild to get Victor Wembanyama. To me, I'm watching him play over the course of, of of the years that he he looked to me like a franchise one, like a guy that we can build this thing around. The thing so, is, when you're San Antonio, you understand that you're in a position where you need more than just what Dejounte from, from Murray what, gives. From you. what um he said when they had the conversation, they want to go into a full rebuild. Like they don't want to start over. Yeah, start over, over from blank. They got the picks and they want to just start over. Okay, and I think they're over. tanking for Victor. For the Frenchman, yes. Okay, he's like All seven right. five. Yeah, he's yeah he's now. Ben Yama's about to be a. Stage. You're slick, Riv. You try to. You no, know, you you're slick. you're slick. No, I'm no, not. You are very slick. I'm very That's, transparent. No, you've been you've been knocking Dejounte for about three weeks now. No, because I I didn't knock Dejounte. Now that OJ OG's here, it's the perfect opportunity to to bring this up. Oh, uh, of course it is because you briefly. think he's going to be on your side. No, we'll we'll see. I don't no, know. I we'll see. So OG for the Knicks, was it better to sign Jalen Brunson or trade? Three first-round picks and a player for DeJounte Murray. A player like Danilo Gallinari, by the way. You have to add that part. This is for the Knicks. So not about who's better between Brunson and DeJounte. Just for the Knicks, what would what was the better move? If the Knicks would have gotten if the Knicks would have gotten DeJounte Murray as opposed to Jalen Brunson, I would have been a I would have been much I would have been definitely happier if they would have gotten him. That's it. It's the only thing to think. <laughs> look, look, no, look, it's look. not. <laughs> Because I'm trading I don't, three When I look runners. at Jalen Brunson's game, I look at a guy who is a solid scorer. He doesn't pass enough for me, nearly as much. He does not pass enough for me. He never has I the ball. I it, well, <laughs> for a guy for a guy who scores at the rate that he scores, this guy has the ball enough. He, I think he averaged less than. We talking about a lead guard, by the way. He played lead guard in college. He played lead guard in the pros, and he averages less than four assists a game. That's not enough for me, especially especially considering. Who he is now? When I look at the New York Knicks, their makeup, and I said this in the past on draft night, everybody's available except R.J. Barrett. I'm building my unit yeah. around R.J. Barrett. We're talking about a guy who he started slow last year. After Christmas, he was 22 and seven. After Christmas, so I'm thinking to myself, if I compare him alongside a guy Jaylen who Brunson. can be a better distributor and who can actually play off of him as opposed to somebody who's looking to get theirs. Because I think Jalen Brunson is that he's a scoring guard. But if we're, if we're talking about a guy in R.J. Barrett, he's our guy on the perimeter. You ha- we, have to have, we have to have some communication between us two that who's going to be the guy on the perimeter. It can't just be me or it can't just be you. It's got to be one of us. One of us has to decide who the guy is going to be. So this isn't where Luca, which, by the way, I'm glad you mentioned that, Luca generated the entire offense for that group. So Jalen Brunson is going to look a lot different 
running with R.J. Barrett than he does running with Luka. It's completely different because Luka generated offense for all of those guys. Everything that they did offensively was predicated on Luka. Now, Jalen Brunson, he's going to be in the scouting report as one of the top guys. So now we're going to key in on him. and He's not running with Luka, so he's going to look a lot different as opposed to R.J. Barrett, who's already becoming an elite offensive player. So I think Jalen Brunson is going to look a lot different. And to answer your question, if I had to choose between the two, if DeJounte Murray would have signed with the Knicks, I would have been happier with that than no, I would. Not the sign, that. trading for DeJounte. Trading, trading him. Trading, okay. trading for DeJounte. I would have been happier with that than I would have been. Okay. It's the very obvious. You get no, a defender. It's, it's not obvious no, because I, you don't my, know who Jalen Brunson is. My, is. is You're sleeping though. on him. Are you are you suggesting that, that Jalen Brunson is a better player than DeJounte <laughs> Murray? Is that, is that what you're suggesting? Because that's what it sounds like. He's better for the Knicks. But that's okay. The thing. So it's, it's a difference between a better fit and a better player. He's saying better fit. He's I think Dejounte Murray a is a. Fit. I think Dejounte Murray is a better player because de- defensively he's elite, mm-hmm. but offensively, Jalen Brunson does a lot of things better than Dejounte Murray. And I say he's not a better fit because one, what the Knicks have desperately needed for years now is a true point guard. That's Dejounte Murray. You need defense. That's DeJounte Murray. You need someone that's going to benefit R.J. Barrett's The Knicks game. have needed a point guard. That's not DeJounte just a Murray. The, the Knicks, for the past couple of years, just we're going to talk about Jalen Brunson later, but the Knicks have just needed a point guard. We've had Alfred We've had Alfred Payne and Alec Burks and Kemba last year. No, Alfred Payne we just need a guy. That's, that's top 20. DeJounte was going to come at the price of, yes, three ones, but 16, 17 million for two years. Three ones in a, in a draft class next year, 2023, it's a stacked class. So you guys have picks that are protected. Whatever. Protected, but that we could get, though, still. It's not, you know. Don't you have a Washington protected pick? They'll be garbage next year. So you're not getting that. They one. might not be as garbage as you think. I'm loving Jalen. I'm loving DeJounte Murray in the backcourt with 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 RJ Barrett. RJ? I don't know. No, I think it sounds disgusting. DeJounte, RJ, and Randall? Randall's not going to be on the team. Randall's gone. Randall's not gone. He's literally on the team still. Yeah, but he's going to go. First of all, DeJounte Murray is one of the better distributors in the game. Jalen Brunson is not a – not only only is Jalen Brunson not much of a distributor, his game's going to look so much different not playing with Luka. You're going to see this guy, and you're going to see a different Jalen Brunson. It's like you've heard this before. It's like you've heard this before. OG, you know, I respect your knowledge. I respect (laughs) what you say. You've earned the name OG. But when this Jalen Brunson topic comes up, I'm going to have to school you this time. Absolutely. <laughs> on Jalen Brunson. Down for it. If, I'm wrong, if, if I'm wrong, I'm the first one to raise my hand going, yo, you were right, Jay. I was wrong about this guy. But I, if, if I had to choose between the two of those guys, Murray and Brunson, I'm going with Murray because I think Murray has the potential to be a franchise league guard. Yeah. I don't know if I can say that about Brunson. Yeah. Um. Doesn't look the part. Are we going to rank definitely. these duos? Or? Yes. I, actually, I think instead, if you want to do this, I can just name these duos and you tell me if you think the Hawks ones are better. All right. I'm fine. Because I have too. the listed thing. I'm, of course, I'm not going to name the uh, the uh-huh. bottom duo. I do have my, my list. It's pretty beautiful, pretty perfect, but fine. That's cool. All right. It might be the same <laughs> as mine. You don't know. Right. So DeJounte Murray. So wait, this is duo, not backcourt. Can you just, just yeah, go from, go just from 10 to 1? Go from 10 to 1, whatever you have. You don't think I should go from 1 you to 10? Go 15. Yeah, one to yeah, ten I mean, sounds because like because the ones to ten. I is apologize, probably, yeah. 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, in right, the east. So, okay, Trey Young, Dejounte Murray, brand new duos. Let's see where they rank in the east. Mm-hmm. Are they better than Giannis and Middleton? No, absolutely not. No. And Beat and Harden. No. 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 Tatum and Jalen Brown. No. No. It's rude that you have Tatum and Jalen Brown as your third best duo, but no, they're not. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. No, no. way. Mm-hmm. Demar Derozan and Zach Levine. 
We can have a conversation. I battled with this one. I did nope. battle with this one. The Red, thing is, not have a conversation about this, Red. The second guy on the crew averaged 26 a game, and he was in and out the lineup. Yeah, you so know, no, uh, it's, you know what? Because nope. Trey, all right, OG, honest, no. honest no. question. Listen, I also have no. I do have Demar no. and Levine over, but honest question: Trey or Demar and or Levine? You're taking Trey every time, correct? I am taking Trey. I would take over Zach over Dejounte though. So as I would, say, as um, would I, no. but just for fit purposes. Uh, playing yeah, alongside each other. That's why it's it's a question. Yeah, but yes, yeah. I'm going DeMar and Levine. And now here's where I have Atlanta ranked. I have Atlanta as a sixth best duo, but the teams before the that teams after this, uh Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. I'm hell going no. I'm going to, Hell no is hell really no. rude. Hell wow. it's no. really rude. Uh, 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 is that an emphatic no rib? Are you sure? Like play? hell no. Siakam <laughs> was just all NBA. Fred's was an all star. Trey's yeah. better than both, and it's not remotely close. No, and not I think Dejounte and Fred are like this. Who do you think is better? It's, though? it's Siakam, Fred, Dejounte, respectfully. Fred by a little bit. Agreed. Dejounte on a agreed. At his best, it's agreed. Really it's really close, but I did go Trey and Dejounte. And now the Cavaliers, Garland and Mobley or slash yet. Allen. Trey and Dejounte. Trey, I would take Trey and um, Dejounte. Right now. Yeah, right, right now, now. Not, right that's, now. that's fair. That's, I, had those, I had those two too, but I, I I'm Garland I'm, and Mobley ain't ready. I'd like to, they ain't ready I'd yet. like to revisit this in a year or two. Yeah, because I, I think in a year, if Mobley develops, I say two. He, they they're definitely higher for yeah, me. Yeah, two. I, I, so. I was saying to Mobley probably be ready in like two. Yeah, Mobley. I'm different. down. To, I'm down to revisit this. In Beal a year and Porzingis. Bradley Beal and Porzingis. Yeah. That's that was my really next one. Right yeah, you had a good list. You had a really good list. The only thing I would change, I have JT Trey Young and Dejounte, man. Wait, you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown Number as one. better than Giannis and Middleton Correct. as a duo? What's, I do. No. Finish this list so we can... Uh, I do. Yeah. We, we got to talk about What's it. wrong with that? Why do you do that? Is JB not significantly better than Middleton? No. In, on a playoff no. match? No. No. They're, the no. they're in the same in tier. Fact, they're in the same tier. In fact, in fact, we aren't having this conversation if Middleton was healthy. Uh... Giannis is significantly Maybe. better than Tatum. If, if, Middleton, if Middleton is healthy, there's a parade in Milwaukee. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's strong, OG. Yeah. I don't know about I'm that. Go, they win it again. That. If Middleton is healthy, they win it again. Is, are they beating Miami? Yes. 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 That is strong. Miami. But, OG, yes. you need to relax, on, the, you need to relax <laughs> on that other You're the one that said no, Miami was beating Milwaukee. Bro, bro. And you're going to kill me for this, Rip. I think they smoked Golden State. I don't think they I think they smoked them. What you mean smoke? Like five games? I think they smoked Golden State. I don't think they beat them. I think they smoked them. The only thing that I don't. If Middleton is healthy, I think they serve Golden State. Steph ain't never losing five games ever in his life, man. The Bucks ain't doing that, man. Come on. Come on. But I do agree with you. If Middleton was healthy, this nah, whole Buc- Buc- Boston talk. We have a, we have yeah. a completely different conversation. So at number ten, I have uh, Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. Yeah, I shouldn't even be ten. Oh, you put Julius there instead. What of, do you think, Lamelo I would put and Detroit Hayward? Before you, I swear to God, Detroit, Cade and Ivy. Yeah. Well, potential wise, yeah, but yeah. right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, Charlotte, Charlotte, I might put it. Uh, Lamelo and Hayward. Oh yeah, Bridges is gone, right? Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yeah, you guys are ten. I put I put Brunson and R.J. You're respectful for, for uh, putting Julius. Julius Randle was an All NBA performer a year ago, bro. I don't disagree. You have to at least put some respect on his yeah, name. You are such a front runner. Oh my <laughs> God, I can't. Who <laughs> me? You got No, this no. This dude right here in the middle. This okay. dude right here in the middle. You you are loving a B player who had an A year. That's it. 
No, no, no. I don't love Julius Randle. I'm just saying. Do you <laughs> you like, think you think the duo in New York is RJ and Brunson and R- not Randall and RJ? I'm gonna be honest with you. Calling him a B player was being nice. It was. I don't know if he's a B player. Because you call Carl Anthony Towns the third best player on a championship winning team. Watch Julius. We're talking about now. Wait a minute. Julius Randle was what 18 and nine, 19 and nine last season. I think. I think that I, I, don't, I don't think last season. I'm talking about the year that I think the, the no. year the year before. Two that. years, he was 24. I think he averaged 24. I, that's all right, the and that was the year that he won most improved. Yep, that's an A year for sure. Up to, up, Absolutely. Up to then, it's eight. It's been 18, 19, 17, 18. No, he's in a 20, B guy. In 2018, he averaged 21 and nine with the Pelicans. Wait, he's a, he's a B guy who had an A year, and now we want to make him. You want to make him? I mean, I'm not going to say we. we you want to make him an A guy? That's he averaged. He's not an A guy to me. I know what Randall is, but he did average 20, 10, and five last year on not, not great efficiency. But come on, I can't just leave him out the duo. I mean, he, wasn't he like the number one guy for you guys? He was. His usage rate is probably. I'm about to say, that. weren't you knocking Dejounte for usage? But you know, you got to keep that same energy. What do you for mean? Because he doesn't. You know why he does? Because he's a front runner. That's why he does not have <laughs> to up. do that. That's. I feel like I feel like you're getting the impression that I like Julius Randle. I want him. I if he got traded today, I'd throw a pizza party. Are you over him? Yes, I'm over him. But I still have to put some respect on him. We can't just treat him like he's some complete scrub. No, I didn't true. say that. No, absolutely not. But I do know that the Knicks had $40 million under the cap, and they ended up with Julius Randle. I so do know that. I actually have the Nets as a question mark because depending on who they get back for KD, like let's say if Kevin Durant gets traded to the Pelicans, do you think Brandon Ingram and Ben Simmons are a better duo than Trey and DeJounte? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm actually – you said Brandon Ingram. Yes. Yeah. Hand over Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, and three ones, and we got a deal. No, but he's asking. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, but he's saying Brandon Ingram and Ben Simmons is that a better duo than Trey Young, Dejounte Murray? It may be. You know why? Because I got my all league defender yep. in Ben in, in Ben Simmons. I got my distributor in Ben Simmons, and I got my buckets because that's what Luca needs. Luca needs a guy like Brandon Ingram, a guy that I can just go to for buckets. And Ben Simmons would be that, and Brandon Ingram would be that guy for Ben Simmons, just a guy that I can go to for buckets. And I can get the other stuff from everybody else. I think that those two together would be really good. Sure. That's actually very interesting. Ben, I think they would be really good ben as well. Versus Trey and I think I would take because Trey is, is better than both of them also. It's it's really the Dejounte, do you think Do you think Ben, ben is me. better than DeJounte? It depends on what I, what Ben am I going to get. That's the thing. It's true. That's really the thing. That's a good one, though. I B. can't I, answer that question. As yeah. A ben it's, so whatever, whatever. <laughs> it depends on what Ben I get. But if we get the right Ben, I would take B.I. and Ben. B.I. and Ben is pretty nasty. Yeah. The Nets definitely have a top. A, we just need a Ben that's going to attack the basket. Who's Simple. we? The general public. Public. And the Nets it. have already said that they want an all-star player, established they all-star. Two. They want for, two. Yeah, and like for a, KD. A, ro- a young role player. So that, so that means that the Nets are definitely going to have a top eight duo in the East, I think, when it's all said and done. When all, when all the chips clear, their team's not going to look as horrible as ben people Simmons, think it is. Franchise guy in, in Brooklyn. Unless it's Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's a franchise guy if he goes. Do you think Zion is untouchable 100%? He just signed the max. So I, do believe Zion. Could trade I do believe Zion is untouchable. Yeah, I would If I'm the Pelicans, I don't want to trade him either, but I'm just curious. I think, think B.I. is damn near untouchable too. I honestly do Ooh. think that. Like, I think but if Devin Bo- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, because the trade idea is like, yes, they want, they want Devin Booker. They want... 
They want Jimmy Butler. It's like, yes, you're getting Kevin Durant. You're going to have to sacrifice one of your higher no, caliber I, players. I understand the appeal of Kevin Durant. He's a top six player in the world. But I'm looking at a lot of these young teams. Do you want to mess up your timeline? I don't disagree. And break that up just for a guy who – and Kevin Durant's great. But What's the Pelicans' timeline? Because the, the C.J. McCollum trade means they want to win now. CJ's a they win do, now but guy. B.I. and Zion are under contract, and they're both yep. still young as But if hell. you get KD and you get CJ and you have Zion. CJ also Rick aids. Rick Valanciunas, your dirty work guy. Yep. You, 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 you make a lot of noise in the Western Conference. You do. He also aids the development of these other guys as well. But then CJ. what if – I don't want to – I hate what ifs, but Kevin Durant goes down. I would do whatever I, I can to keep Herb Jones If done. I'm the Pelicans, I don't want to trade for Kevin see, Durant. See, I would trade Trey Murphy. Is that wrong of me to say? That if I'm the Pelicans, I don't want to trade for Kevin Durant. I like nothing, the I don't core. think there's nothing wrong with that. I think if you're the if you're the Pelicans or the Celtics, is I wouldn't be mad if you said I don't want to trade for Kevin Durant. Well, I want, want to keep my young core. When you say you don't you don't want to trade for Kevin Durant. Now, how much of your core? Because it's not like you have to bleed everything. I'm asking for your scorer, and I'm giving you a better scorer, right? And I'm asking for probably one of the. I think Herb Jones is going to be one of the elite perimeter defenders in the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving and I'm and you giving me three ones for Kevin Durant, who now matched with Zion, CJ, Kevin Durant, Zion, CJ, and Valanciunas. I think you guys maybe, I think you guys could be a top five team in the Western Conference. Top three, I think that's. If you just actually, if you just if you said if that's the deal, if I would just do it. Be, uh, Herb Jones. I would. I would. Yeah. It just got EJ Liddell. It's a lot to think about. <laughs> He's sneaky. It's a lot to think about. The only reason why I say I don't want to do it is because I see B.I.'s potential. He is the epitome of the poor man's Kevin Durant. I just can't. I, I feel like I, I see take, the youth. But Brandon Ingram's not going to be the superstar Kevin Durant. I don't disagree. I take, but I, but I think you need to keep this core together, especially for I'd how rather, young they I'd are. rather trade CJ than um, Herb Jones. Like, I don't think Brandon Ingram but does one thing. They want the youth. They want the youth. Ooh. I'd rather trade CJ than Herb Jones. I and why? Because we just drafted Dyson Daniels. We being mm. the Pelicans. Sorry. I understand. Mm. I, well, that's, I get speaking, it. Yes, well, I'd rather trade oh. B.I. and include Dyson Daniels and not give up Herb Jones. That's a good one, too. That's facts. That's a good one, he pro- Dyson probably is included in that deal. I don't also. think he can get traded, though. No, you can't. The can. thing that you I'm can. thinking about is I'm just thinking about the fact that if we get KD, that means that we all in. Exactly like Minnesota. We're yep. all in, and we're all in right now. So if that means that I got to move off of Herb Jones, he can't hold up the deal. Nah. As, much as, I love Herb, as much as I love Herb Jones... He can't hold up this deal. This deal has to happen. I agree. Yeah, that's true. So we named our duos, and we were actually fixated on what you said. So you think Tatum and Brown are the best duo in the East? We're going to single this out. We are. Uh, listen, I'm, we fine. Absolutely I'm are. fine with that. Um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, we just saw them go on a run where, you know what, whether you want to say it was underwhelming because if Middleton wasn't there, maybe we don't even see them make the finals. Regardless of that, Jason Tatum was fantastic this playoff run. Unfortunately, he was not fantastic in the in the finals and i'm not gonna say he was anywhere near the word uh good he wasn't great not not at all um but jalen brown showed the world that he is at the minimum the second best robin in the nba 100 percent. jalen brown provides you scoring he provides you defense he just that's needs it. to work on his hands that's it and this is the, this but is, as a number two and this is the what prob- more do you want the, this is the problem with your robin thesis he can jalen brown he's a perfect co-star is the most limited wing 
star wing that I've ever seen. Because he his, doesn't. Because he, does, he doesn't play re- make. His handles are it's not as no, 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 no. He doesn't play make. Says. His, if you talk about the Robins, right? Let's let's look at the Robins of the world. Anthony Davis is a Robin. When he's healthy, he defends one through five. Right? It's unfortunate he can, that he's a Robin, spa- but we understand he can, he's, he's a, a, he's a space real the floor one. a little bit. Yes. But he, you think Jalen can be a real one if he has a team? You said that before. Yes, I do. But I think that he's the perfect co-star for Jason Tatum. So was Chris Middleton for Giannis. I don't disagree. And you, you look. Listen, at, he's you look number at, two. You're number at, two for you me. You look at his. You look at. His, I don't have a significant. It's not like. So Giannis you is. think you think that's a better duo than Embiid and Harden? It's because of the Harden that we have. Yes, that can easily change if we see Harden get back to the All NBA Harden that Joel believes that he will be. Then yes, that he will it, be. It, it, so it you changes, think they're the best duo in the wanna, league? No, no. Are they Ooh. top three? Because I don't even think the like. There's a couple duos mm. in the East I'd take in the West I'd take over them. Kawhi, Kawhi and PG is, okay. I would take that. PG is so much better than Jalen Brown. I agree. It's, it's so much is no, really so right. much better you than be Jalen nice. Brown. You're just so Zion strong. and Brandon you Ingram. At, if you go from top to bottom basketball, he's so much better. If we're projecting 100%, I'm, I, I love that. I love that for sure. So you think of, Zion and Brandon Ingram over? Zion, is, it, it, he could become one day the best player in the NBA. That's, that's just his ceiling. Um, what do you think, OG? Because I know you're a big Tatum guy. I'm, I think that when I think about those two guys together, I think that they could be the best duo in the game. I don't think that they are the best duo in the game. I'm having a difficult time with putting them ahead of guys like Giannis and Middleton because mm-hmm. they've shown it. They've produced on the highest stage. Yeah. I don't know if I can put them. I, I'm not. I'm never getting all in. Until James Harden shows me that he can get it done in the postseason, I don't care what you try to sell me on him in terms of being a dynamic duo, because he's shown me more than not that he can't get it done when it matters the most. So I'm out on James Harden until he shows me that he could get it done. Now, when I think about Zach and I think about DeRozan, I think that Jalen Brown, I think that he's a better defender than both of those guys. So that might give him the edge. However, I can't say that he's a much better offensive player than Zach Levine. So I I think the disparity I, I think that it's difficult there. Um, I get. I what get about exactly Jokic what and Jamal saying. Murray? Let Jamal come back first. I need to see Jamal come back. And I do need to see Jamal Murray come back healthy. I need to see what I can get from him when he's healthy. So I'm not ready to put them two ahead of him because we're in a right now. We're, we're in a right now vacuum, and right now. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum look like the future of the NBA. 100%. Maybe on, on a, on a Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, not that conversation, but something, some, something to that effect. They're the poor man's guys, version. If they, of if, what? If, 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 if these of, two guys Jordan and Pippen. To, that's what, exactly what guys, he's saying. Do you understand what guys, poor man's means? Like, I feel like you guys like lose the definition of that. I think Kawhi and PG are more the poor man's yep, version. I'm fine with that, too. And they're significant upgrade over But again, these guys are younger. They're younger oh, 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 yeah. than, than Paul George I think George even Kawhi. calling Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum the poor man's version of Michael Jordan and Pippen are still, is still disrespectful No, to it's them. not. Oh, it's acknowledging is. that this and, is the absolute peak. Of, and, Rib, of, you also got to remember, too, man, that we're talking about a group. Let's take the let's take the, the, the individual player. We're talking about a duo. How much better I am with this guy, not just me as an individual player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when yeah. I look at Scottie Pippen, Scottie Pippen as an individual player, he was awesome. But how much better was he with Jay? So the same idea with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. As good as Paul George is, how much better has he been with Kawhi Leonard when he's healthy and when he plays? Well, I look at Jalen Brown. If we took Jalen Brown and we put him on Detroit, or we took him and we put him in San Antonio, are we having a conversation about Jalen Brown? I think we're still talking about Jason Tatum if he's in Memphis. But these two guys together, 
I think that they're really good. Now, are they Jay and Mike good? I'm not going to go that far, but it could be something. It, it could be something similar to it. No, I, I just think we we pushing we pushing too many fast agendas because they did it 24 one and time. Twenty five. They're they twenty four and twenty five. No, that's what I'm saying though. They they're being so young. They've done it one time. But they made three conference finals though. They weren't they weren't what they are now. The teams were a little bit different. Okay, yes, that's, that's fine. And they're twenty four and twenty five. And that's why we're pushing agendas too fast. We're not pushing. No, we're not. They are. You, no, not, no, he, they're all progressing. They no, they, they, no, the they are. They are progressing. You just said they're the best duo in the league in no, the East. In the that's Eastern what you just said. Is that wrong? Like, yeah, it is wrong. Giannis and Middleton just won last year. Okay, and it's not like saying that. But it's not like my problem is it's not like it's not like nobody beat them. They just they didn't play together this year. That's the problem with what you're saying. Nobody, it's not like nobody took their crown from them because nobody did. Middleton just didn't play. That's the right. problem. You're pushing them over a guy, a, a duo that's won a chip, that's done it, and they didn't beat them. They beat a team that didn't have their second guy. I'm not that's, that's why I'm, Rib, I'm confused don't, at but that. Rib, don't we don't we don't we do that anyway, Rev? When a guy wins the NBA Finals and he's the MVP, he's the best player in the league. Even though this guy has been the league MVP the last two years and his team was in the NBA Finals and he's been the league MVP and he, he ended up winning the NBA championship two years ago and he's been the best player. Don't we do that anyway with these guys? That's, we, we do do that sometimes. We do do that sometimes. That's that's. So in this particular so in this particular situation, because we live in a right now vacuum, of course there's going to be a lot of people. I don't think that Jalen Brown. Yeah, and, but I think this I, one. I don't, I, I don't I, think I'm a fan of Jalen Brown, but I think this one is a little different because when you go play that team, like it, it would have been different if the duos played and they were healthy, and then you beat the Bucks. Then we'd have been looking like, okay, wait. We have a different conversation. Yeah, Absolutely. but it's like, you didn't, not only did you, you played them, you had the opportunity, but I'm not saying it's your fault. Middleton got it. hurt. Middleton got saying. hurt, So and they still went seven games. So it's not it's like, Giannis is it, in a bomb. It, but that's what I'm saying. It's not like you went and go took the crown from the top duo in the East. You didn't do that. Would you rather you have... You took the crown from Katie and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. You did that. That's respectful. I can put you Jim, over them Jimmy now. Jimmy Brown. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy don't really Butler. got it. That's, I would, yeah. You want to know also why the Bucks duo clears is because there's a debate of whether or not you take just Giannis over those two. Not you fight really that? A debate. I don't even think it's a debate. It's not a debate. I would, debate. Take I would just take Giannis. <laughs> it's not a debate. Yeah, I would take Giannis <laughs> over Like those Middleton two. is just the frosting on the cake. Yeah. Like Giannis I by himself, I take course, over those Giannis two. is the best player in the NBA. Like that that's why what you're saying there is not mind blog. So if you take Giannis over both of them, why not take Middleton? Because and I like the pairing. Of Jalen Brown well, and Chris Jason Middleton Tatum, and Giannis fit just they, as well. They, they fit very well with one another. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. On a topic, but of- for the, for I apologize to just finish up. The way that the NBA is going, you have two wing players that can coincide one another. I take that. On a topic of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the Celtics are now favored to win the title next season, according to FanDuel. Uh, they just signed Danilo Gallinari. They're expected to sign him. And they mm-hmm. traded for Malcolm Brogdon. They traded Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, Jawan Morgan, and a 2023 first-round pick for Brogdon. Jawan who? Jawan Morgan. Oh, okay. Now, Indiana. <laughs> do you think that these two moves make them the favorites to win a championship? Yeah, yeah. It definitely puts them in the East front. It's it's See, free agency is so tough because you want to wait to see what the Bucks do. You want to wait to see what Miami does. But we got to do a job. Yeah. You know no, that's why I said I got to do it. So I'm just going to talk from the e- – I don't think this puts them over the Clippers. I think getting John Wall was huge. I still think top to bottom the Clippers have a better roster. Um, I got to give the champions, the Warriors, some respect. So I still have them over. But talk about just in the East, 
I think they are right now, as of today, the front runners. Now I still want to see what Milwaukee does with the rest of their their uh, role players. Their role players are pretty underwhelming against the uh, Celtics. I want to see them add a couple more guys that are better. Wes Matthews is really old. I don't know if he can maintain being that second defender next to Drew Holiday. I want them to get a little bit more depth. Miami, we're still waiting to see if they can get another score. If they get another score, this is a different conversation that we're having. I don't think right now they're built to beat Boston, especially now that Boston just improved. But I think if Miami gets like a Beal or a Donovan Mitchell, this is a conversation that we can definitely have where Miami looks like they can be better in Boston. Philly, I think they've made really great moves. Melton, P.J. Tucker, but like we keep talking about, it's up dependent to Harden. On Harden. It's dependent on Harden. If Harden becomes different, then this is a different conversation. So right now, with it's good Brogdon, to see you back on Harden's with, with, bandwagon. With Brogdon being that playmaker that they need, a guy who can space the floor, be a playmaker, 6'5", can guard one, two, three. Now he can be a role player, which I always thought he was, a role player. Now you got him, Danilo. I think this is a team that can definitely – this is the front runner right now as of today in the East. Let me just say that little quick uh, – I always thought he was a role player. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Gotta just that was out. unnecessary. Everything's unnecessary. His, his most recent season, yes, it was his most underwhelming in a couple of years, but – this was shooting wise, efficiency wise. Years prior, we saw him be in that thirty-seven to thirty-nine percent from three. Where this past season, I think yeah, it was his problem under, was only health. No, for sure. This past season, he only played thirty-six games, still averaged nineteen points, six assists. Malcolm Brogdon was a very, very good addition for the Boston Celtics because what you look at the Celtics and see is that they need a true point guard that can facilitate. Now, Marcus Smart did a good job of of filling that. Or completing that job. However, he's not a true point guard. He's not the best facilitator. Sometimes he's a little erratic with his play, and it halts the Boston Celtics offense. Malcolm Brogdon can have a control of this offense and start to see Jason Tatum and Jalen Browns in their spots and get them going. And also, he can consistently hit a shot. You can actually rely on Malcolm Brogdon. If you need him to get a bucket for you, Malcolm Brogdon can do so. And you Mm -hmm. mentioned how he's going to be a role player, which he is. He's going to be the sixth man for them. He he could arguably be he could be in the running for six man of the year next season. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not going to go as far as to say championship favorites. 100. percent Both teams you listed, you have to give respect for the Clippers are going to come in. They're going to be a great team. Uh, it's all dependent on Kawhi Leonard's health for sure. And Golden State, you have to give the champions their respect as the champions. So you can't put another team, especially the one that just lost to them, uh, over them. Um, but in the Eastern Conference, it's all dependent on. You mentioned Beal, you mentioned Donovan, but it's also dependent on Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant makes that move to Miami... Well, I think he's going out west, that's why. So. Which I don't doubt. I, I think the Nets don't want to see an Eastern Conference team have Kevin Durant. But if the package is there and, and that's the best one available, then maybe they decide to make that move. Uh, but it is dependent on Kevin Durant. If he goes to Miami, that's one you automatically have to look out for. That Jimmy and, and KD pairing would be one to... that, that You want to talk about duos... That could jump to the top of the, like, of the Eastern Conference. It might be, but like this league is so role player dependent. What's what's the other guys going to look like? So let's think of a Miami trade off the top of my head. It's probably Bam, Tyler Hero, three to four first round picks. Maybe I don't even think the money works. You got to okay, add whoa, something stop else. Stop right there. Take Bam out. The, take Bam out the conversation. Bam doesn't work because. Because league rules, Bam can't be a part of this trade. So, so then, Bam's but out. then Ben Simmons has to go. Something like that. Something weird has to happen with the money. Miami doesn't have a trade package. So 
My, that's what I said. Miami's ain't, ain't KD out. They can't running. even trade first round picks because yeah. they can't con- trade them in consecutive years. All right. So yeah. then, so then, fair enough. Then my whole spiel just gets thrown out the window. But I'm fine with that, right? So now let's live in that scenario. The Beal, the the Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell seems to be the, the more most realistic. realistic one. <clears throat> that's one that Donovan Mitchell comes in and they immediately fill the void of what they need. A true number two scorer that you can rely on consistently. And you think he's the number two? I think he's the number one scorer there. I think Butler's the leader, but Fair Mitchell enough. is the number yes, one. Yes, I agree with that statement. I just think of how dominant Jimmy Butler was this postseason when he needed to take over a game. He was able to, which is why I paid him that respect. And Jimmy Butler's a top 10 player. Donovan Mitchell, top 15. Most Mitchell's a better scorer than him, though. I agree. I agree. Uh, especially if he has a number two. that or I keep saying number two, but another option that he can rely on. Jimmy is a, a facilitator. He'll be able to to get uh, Donovan involved in that sense. But Jimmy's game, he don't he'll, he'll let Tyler Hero sure. cook if he needs to. No, he don't no doubt. Really. But that's the thing. He wanted Tyler Hero to cook. Tyler Hero couldn't cook. Donovan, you can put that trust in. So as of right now, where we stand, you mentioned it perfectly. We got to do a job. As of where it stands right now, I'd have Boston coming out of the East. But title favorites, I don't know. Absolutely not. No way. No chance. Not the 76ers um, with an all-NBA James Harden are going to the NBA Finals. <laughs> title James, Harden win, James Harden winning the league MVP, too. Don't he has that to. That's the only way that I can buy him. I would love to title, title favorites, of course not. The Clippers are the best roster in the NBA. If they don't win a championship, or at least if they don't get to the conference finals, Stinky. that's a bigger failure than the Nets. <laughs> Agreed. I Agreed. Stop. Damn Agreed. I agree. Damn I agree. I Without agree. a doubt. Wait, wait. You said uh, if they don't make it at least the East WCF? to the conference oh, finals. Okay, 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 okay. That's a bigger failure than the Nets. I thought well, actually, well, not, actually, I I disagree. Well, I mean, if, I as long as they don't get swept in anything, uh, they'll be okay. Because you know what? At the minimum, the the Clippers made the Western Conference Finals with their best player hurt. At the minimum, they faced the Jazz, bro. Didn't uh, Jalen Brunson plays with Jazz? And you and you pop them up to different different. Uh, like this guy, there's no you're difference. So there's no, there's narrative based. The you're so narrative based. Actually, the Jazz were better. Than wait, 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 so, the Clippers wait, 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 so hold up. So you're giving Paul the George, best team in the NBA. You're that giving year. Paul George credit for beating the Jazz. Then I do give Paul you, George credit because I, I, I haven't heard you praise Jalen Brunson once for his performances What'd against the Utah. Whenever we mention Jalen Brunson's performances, you say, "Oh, it's against the Jazz." No, Paul George gets propped up. It was different then. It was different then. Jazz were the number one seed in the NBA and in the it's the same roster. It's because you like to bring up his twenty-one game sample size. That's what I. That's what you like. It's the same roster, but Utah didn't have Mike Conley. Literally for that series. Now nah, Utah uh, Conley played the, the last, last game games. on yeah. a bad hamstring, but he didn't play. Mike Conley at least was guarding Brunson, and Brunson gave him a business. So I don't want to hear. He's getting guarded by a forty-year-old cook, Mike Conley, that you wanted to trade for. Cook that you prop PG. Look, I'm talking about. You said Mike right Conley now. and Chris Paul were in the same level at one point in your life. You did say that. <laughs> I've never said that in my <laughs> yeah, life. Chris Paul, <laughs> Chris Paul in the playoffs looked like it. Oh my <laughs> god! Like it. But look. Boston made good moves. I think Alinari gives them another shot creator, although is he a fit for what they do defensively? I don't think so. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is a good player, but it's just injuries with him. He's always injured. You can book it for him to miss at least 30 games in a year. But now that he's not a lead guard and he can, can, you know, take games off, load management. Minutes restrictions. There's not as much expectations. This is the perfect situation for him, but... He last year he did deal with Achilles injuries and a, a hamstring injury. Maybe because he's out of shape. I don't know. It's probably why it led to the hamstring thing. But Crying. Malcolm Brogdon was a good pickup. I think he's going to be a very good six man. But the one concern I have for Boston is that they don't have a backup big. Like I want them to go out and get a backup big and some more depth at the wing. Like Grant Williams is good, but 
He's inconsistent. Right now, their bench looks like Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, Grant Williams, and Payton Pritchard. Gallinari? Um, and Gallinari, you're right. I like but that. that's not a bench that I am overly ecstatic about. I think Payton Pritchard is most likely to get dealt for something, for hopefully a backup big and maybe like a second-round pick or something. But I don't feel like it's Brogdon, a necessity. For Pritchard the, is definitely in their plans. For absolutely. I don't, I don't think that they're moving on. I think Brogdon, so Brogdon said, I'm looking to win a championship. That's actually it. In the past, I've worried about stats and numbers and all that. I'm going to Boston and not worrying about that. Respect. What he's saying is true because the reason he went to Indiana was not only because of the pay, because the Bucks could have matched it, was because he wanted to have his own team and run the show. If he would have stayed in Milwaukee, he's probably an NBA champion right now. But the fact is that he did and it, and now, nice. and now Boston, you know, is sixth man. This is good, but I don't think they're better than a healthy Milwaukee Bucks team. Um, what about the Heat? If they get Donovan Mitchell, nope, the Heat are better in my opinion. <clears throat> And what you said I first. I, I don't love this. You guys keep talking to me, not just you guys. I keep hearing this Donovan <laughs> Mitchell to the Miami Heat, and I don't love it. And the reason why I don't love it is because I look at how the Miami Heat's offense is generated, very much like San Antonio, very much like the Golden State Warriors, where it's a lot of action off the basketball. Donovan Mitchell is a volume shooter who's below average on defense, and that's the exact opposite of what the Miami Heat are. And I don't know how well he fits into what they're doing. They don't need a guy that's just going to jack up shots. The thing that bothers me the most, go ahead, Rib, because you look like you're chopping. I know, at the I got something to no, say. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I want to let you finish. In this. <laughs> well, because it looks, it, 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 it looks to me like what they're doing in Miami is they're right there. They're not that far. Now, I'm right not, I'm, I know who Pat Riley is. And Pat Riley's not just going to run it back. No, he's not going to do that because Boston got better. I'm not. 100% on board with Brogdon because of his injury history and add that to the fact that I'm not loving him playing behind Marcus Smart because I think that that could very well screw with Marcus Smart with his psyche because that's always been Marcus Smart's team. So now I got a play, I got a guy playing behind me who's pushing me for minutes as opposed to a guy which I also think that they could they could start Brogdon at the 1 and put Marcus Smart at the 2. They could also do that, but to get back to my point Everyone's talking about Donovan Mitchell in Miami, and I just don't like it. And I don't like it because of what they have there. And I think that the dynamic that he would bring, I think that he would screw with that. Isn't that Tyler Hero, though, already? But just a worse version? I, I don't see why. It, and not only that, I think Tyler Hero is, I think he's a little more efficient than is, Donovan Mitchell. Because, again, Donovan Mitchell is a volume shooter. Yeah. And not only that, not, not only that, we're talking about a guy in Tyler Hero who works for what they're doing. Your role is you come off the bench, your buckets, and I need you to just be solid defensively. How do you have a guy in Donovan Mitchell who's played with arguably the best rim protector in the last 15 years on your team and you never make the all-league defensive team, not one time, uh. when I'm playing with a guy that good defensively and, and they're actually hunting me on defense. They're coming after me. Meanwhile, I'm going to go to Miami where their stamp is a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that Miami does is in transition. A lot of the stuff that they get is steals, rebounds and quick outlets. A lot of that stuff works. But now I'm going to get this guy who comes in here and he's nothing more than a volume shooter. I don't know how well, I don't know how well that works with us. If I'm Miami. Uh, big Donovan Mitchell guy over here. Uh, 
Right. <laughs> so um, you you mentioned Pat Riley, and you 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 you're older than me, so you know a little bit about Pat Riley's history more than I mm-hmm. do. And we know if Pat Riley makes a move, then he fully believes in the guy he's making the move on. He understands that he can fix. So I think with being Correct. in the Miami Heat culture, we understand they come in, they work hard every day from day one. They play defense. That's their motto. I think a lot of the projections with Donovan Mitchell to Miami is that you have a young guy in Donovan Mitchell, a guy who. Coming into the league, you know, that was a while ago, but he did. He was a good defender coming in. Now, why did that fall off? I don't know why, but he was a good defender at one point in his career. Yes, he is a volume shooter, but you got a guy who has a good relationship with Dwayne Wade, a guy who Dwayne kind of took under his, you know, kind of took him up as a, as a protege. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. you got a guy in Jimmy Butler who's there, who puts guys straight. Udonis Haslam is still there. I think the belief with Mitchell to Miami is... We got a guy who can score the ball, and if he can come in and buy in to the system, he can come in and buy into the change, then this is somebody who can potentially put us over the top. And I think that's why Donovan Mitchell or even Bradley Beal is somebody who they would love to come to Miami because they feel like that culture is a place where they can kind of change a guy and he can buy in, especially at this age. Because you mentioned it, he he probably is, him and Tyler Hero are the same things, except Tyler Hero is a guy who comes with the bench, he knows his role, but... Donovan Mitchell, you have an opportunity where you can kind of like, he can come in and buy into the system right now because he does want to win. So I think that's where the belief is. He can come in and just buy in and they can kind of persuade him. They have Jimmy Butler, the leader there. They have Pat Riley there. They have Eric Spolcher there. So they have a kind of a three-headed dragon of leadership of, you know, that that stability where you can come in and you can kind of change his vibe. I also think that you also looking at Donovan Mitchell as also he's ball dominant. And that's the complete opposite of what Miami is. Yep. Add that to the fact that now I got to switch up, not just offensively. I got to switch up my entire game. And that transition for a lot of guys isn't easy. In fact, it's very difficult. So when I'm looking at a guy like Donovan Mitchell, how's that going to go with him yeah. in Miami? Because again, we bring in a guy who's been primarily buckets in other places, right? He's been primarily buckets in other places, but now we're not only asking him to be buckets, we're asking him to be more of a complete player in Miami, and we're going to hold him accountable to that. Can you get that from him? That's asking a lot from him, so who especially, do you, considering how, especially considering how long he's been there. So who do you think would be the best get for Miami? Because I think I, I said it before, I think Beal, because he played off ball that before. That can't happen anymore, is, though. Yeah, unfortunately. So who do you think is like the best guy for them to – because they, they need somebody else – to get, and Tyler Hero isn't ready to take that role. I think we can all agree he's not ready right now. So they well, need somebody else to kind of be that scorer next to Jimmy. That's the problem right there, though, Rib. And the problem that we have is that we let these guys off the hook. What I mean when I say that is you sign Bam to a long-term deal. You oh, know Bam why you sign to Bam to a long-term deal? You sign Bam to a long-term deal because you convinced he is the future. Demand that of him. Hold him accountable. Bam, this ain't good enough. You're a 20 and 10 guy at minimum. And we need to see that from you. So hold him accountable. We don't. We, we, what we do is we bring in guys like Bradley Beal or like Donovan Mitchell, and we let guys like Bam off the hook right. instead of holding these guys accountable and making these guys improve as opposed to, yo, we're just going to get another guy in here. That's why the Celtics are as good as they are because Danny Ainge could have shipped out Marcus Smart. He could have shipped out Jason Tatum for somebody else. He could have shipped out Jalen Brown when they were losing in the playoffs. No, you guys need to get better. This isn't good enough. And hold these guys accountable. I'm not ready to – it's obvious, Rib, that they're not that far away. They lost in game seven on yeah. a Jimmy Butler missed three to go to the NBA Finals. We don't have to make a splash. What we need to do is, bam, you need to get better. This isn't good enough. 
We need more from you. And once we get that from you, we already know who Jimmy Butler is. And I think Jimmy Butler is going to be better. I think hold Tyler Hero accountable too. Tyler, you need to take better care of your body. You got hurt because you broke down. Take better care of your body and get stronger and you need to get better. We're not that far away. And hold these guys accountable. You don't need to make a huge splash because these guys are right there. I don't think they're that far away. Do you think that um, Tyler Hero can become um, a very, very good player? Like, I know he's already that, but people are very low on Tyler Hero right now. Let's say if the Heat do trade for Donovan Mitchell, Tyler Hero, Mm -hmm. I think, has to be in that package. Do you think Utah is a place where Tyler Hero can blossom? Depending on what's around him. Tyler Hero is one of those guys who I think that he's a system guy. I, I don't want to use the word system because system makes it sound like he can't play. I think he's one of those guys who needs to be put in the right system. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that if you put the right pieces around him, I think that he could be really good. So, for example, Riv's guy, put Tyler Hero in Detroit with Cade. I think he does work because of the distributor that Cade is, oh, yeah. because of the playmaker that Cade is. I think he does work. I don't know if he does that well in Phoenix, considering what they're doing. I don't know if he's going to be that good in San Antonio. I don't know if he'll be that guy in Memphis. But if you put the right pieces around him and you put him in the right situation, I don't know that he wouldn't be that. So I'm looking at him in Utah. I mean, I I can't say that he would blossom into that in Utah, considering what they're doing in terms of a rebuild. They got to get a distributor. They got to get a better – I think they got to get a better mix of guys to put – around Tyler Hero, because I think he's in a great situation right now in Miami. Between Jordan Poole, Tyrese Maxey, and Tyler Hero, where would you rank them, one to three? Jordan Poole, Tyrese. uh, You guys are going to kill me for this. I think think Tyrese Maxey is DeJounte Murray, Darius Garland. I think he's on that page. The difference is that he's in – the difference is that he's in a system where he can't – I wasn't really that big on James Harden, but I understand it. But when I look at Tyler, when I look at Tyrus Maxey, I think that if he had the ball more, we'd see much more from him than we're seeing. I think he could be that good. Mm-hmm. Darius Garland, uh, uh, Darius Garland, um, Dejounte Murray. I think he could be that good. I love his game. So Absolutely. you'd have Tyrus Maxey one. Maxey, yes. And then I Jordan Poole two. I think Jordan Poole is in a great system right now. If I if you took Jordan Poole out of that system and put Maxi in there, that the athlete that he is and the long ball shooter and the transition player that he is, oh, he'd be fantastic in Golden State. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Hero was last. I think so. Okay, yeah, I think that's a list that are Maxi's Maxi's hesitance. Worries. The only that's argument would be well, the reason why he's hesitance worries you is because of the crew that he's on. He's Fair on enough. a crew that's not built around him. I agree. If he was that. on a crew where they gave him the basketball and said, "Yo, we running it with you." And just turn him loose. I think he would. Yeah, he's be so a, he's much a young better. guy in a basically a championship a team that wants to win a championship. He doesn't want to do too much. I understand right. what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and that's why Philly is uh, over Boston in terms of going to the title. I so you so. do have Philly over? Oh no, yeah, I do have Philly. Yeah, I mean, Philly, right now, <laughs> James Harden. I mean, PJ Tucker, the best corner three point shooter and defender in the NBA. Please stop um, with the corner three point. The shit. Anthony Melton. It's important. I Not, wish. I Rip, wish. Tell him one more time, Rip. Please Knock stop it off with the corner, corner three okay. point stuff. Nah, OG, OG, I can't. I can't <laughs> get behind on, this because I, I would have killed to see <laughs> PJ oh Tucker God. sign to the Lakers. PJ, yeah, because you need anything at this point. Not because you that, like that's a main. You just PJ need Tucker, right. Anthony Melton. Good pickup. Jo- James Harden is going to go back to his level. Like I don't know if James Harden is the James Harden of this. Past and then Tyrese Maxey, we know who he is. Throw it away, dog, dog. I- if James Harden starts off the season the way that James Harden started off last season, Joel Embiid might request a trade. Joel Embiid is going to be the. <laughs> 
Joel Embiid is gonna be the MVP in the league this year. I just think you know what it's, I just think Boston just got all types of weapons for what Philly got, man. Like I think Harden's cool, but they got defenders for Harden. Who's guarding Tobias Harris? Anyways, um, <laughs> Tobias Harris might get traded. Yeah, like Embiid can go crazy, but I like Rob Wills at defense. I think they got they they're fine. Nah, they can't. They, they can't hang with them. No, no. What I what Who? I mean, damn, but the Celtics can't hang with Embiid. Embiid Philly hasn't Rob beaten Will, the Celtics in so long. That's because Ben Simmons was hurt when they faced. Nah, it's no, because the Celtics Simmons have the answer play. for Embiid. They, they lost. That's the yeah, truth. Yeah, but it's always been because of Ben Simmons and how, how much of a liability Rob Will, is. Al Horford. That's the answer for Rob Embiid. Rob Will cannot check Embiid, bro. The two of them, they can. Horford has. All right, and then they got good. shooters on the outside. They just acquired the best corner three percent in the league in P.J. Tucker. Enough with this corner. They got that Let's guy. Let's go to the next topic. They next got that topic. guy. For the love of God. I like Boston versus Philly. I do. I really do. This week in the NBA. Now, I'll start with you, um, Drew. Because you have some max contracts. I do, out. I do. Uh, max contracts were given out to three players. Now, these were super max rookie contracts. Zion Williamson actually just signed his. It's a five-year, $193 million, mm-hmm. uh, designated rookie extension. Now, he could be paid up to as much as $231 million. He makes an uh, all-NBA team? I think, yes. Those are the incentives. Same with Garland. Uh, Darius Garland and John Morant, the, they, the three of them all signed the exact same deal where each are signing five-year uh, 193 maximum, 193 million dollar maximum designated rookie with the possibility of 231. Uh, now this is exciting, specifically for Zion Williamson because of all the chatter, me included, thinking that Zion Williamson doesn't want to be in New Orleans. Now he sees, oh wow, the culture is actually starting to change, and they still want me to be the primary piece to this puzzle. I'm all in. I love to see that from Zion. Now it could shut up with some some of the critics that are, are trying to say that he's unmotivated. He's a he's not a, a a we guy. He's more of a me guy. He's ready to buy in, and I'm ready for him to to light the world on fire this season. There's been a lot of people that uh, I've seen on Twitter. I went on Twitter the other day, and there's been a lot of people very confused with this Darius Garland um, extension, and it's it's really weird to me how they wait. Just... They're confused as in he doesn't deserve it. Yes. All they have to do is go look at the tape and him in Barkley Center. It's, it's like you were low on the game. We were there. <laughs> you were you were shitting on Darius Garland for three quarters. I was, and then he turned it up, and you then I shut were up. Shitting on no, no, no. I was shitting on him because you were saying that he's a better playmaker than Kyrie Irving. He is. That's why. Yes, he is. Garland's a better playmaker than uh, Kyrie. There's nothing wrong with that. Go ahead. What's your, going. What's, your, what's, what's your problem with that? Me? <laughs> C-O-G, but that's crazy. The only reason why why I'm allowing this laugh is because you're lower on Kyrie Irving than most. No, it's just no, playmaker. No, 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 you're lower on Kyrie than most. I, I, think that, yeah, I think that the issue that we're having here is, is that you think play – do you think playmaking is just passing the basketball? Absolutely not. Okay, because it's a number of different things. Absolutely. It's not just passing the basketball. It's Cause, scoring. Because scoring, it's a, it's a clearing. Things, yeah. It's a clearing. Mm-hmm. I'm going Kyrie Irving. He's the better scorer, no question about that. I, I, I will not. I, I won't. I won't. You got that? Okay, yeah, no, without a doubt, Darius is better not. than pick and roll, though. Extremely better. Kyrie don't even. I don't even see him pick and roll. Irving's a one-on-one player. That's he what is. he is. He's, he's, he's a, a two-guard in a one-guard's body. Yeah, he's a one-on-one player. And Darius is a true point guard. There's not many dudes with his package at that age, bro. It's his offensive Ky- it package. Irving. No, in terms of playmaking is included. Okay, offensive package is ridiculous. The floater, I don't think Kyrie, inside out, the pick and roll, he can do. Boy, wait, hold up. Mid range, yo, he's yo. No, okay, wait, Riv. I, I, don't Riff. talk to me like I don't think no, that Garland. No, I'm just getting excited. Like, hey, Riv, Riv, Riv. Excited because he's a Riff, different guy. Nah, he's him. Yeah. There is Garland in his third season in Cleveland. Uh, led the Cavs to the plane, potentially a, a playoff spot. Had oh, Allen no, and, it's and really Mobley not gotten hurt because of Darius Garland, not because they well, had he's the best player the on the team front court. 
uh, in the NBA. Well, Kyrie couldn't do anything in his first four years in Cleveland until LeBron. Because that team was terrible. I'm gonna be honest, Garland. I mean, they, they were nowhere near the playoffs. Really helps ever, that front though. court. Huh? He really helps that front. I'm not he puts right. him in no, a lot listen, of positions. To score. Again, I'm not trying to minimize the He's impact the only that Garland has onto the field, uh, onto we'll the court. Excuse me, but we can't pretend like it was just the Garland show. I just, I just want you to know that not many guards can play with three seven footers on the court. Like, not many can do that and still be successful. Laurie's seven feet? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. Every, every bit of it. Every He's bit of seven it. Feet and tall. add that to the fact that them signing Garland, this is obvious that they're all in with him and with him and Mobley. As Those two guys are their guys. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that. And, Riv, will you continue what you were saying? Oh, no. My, um, my, uh, this week in the NBA is just talking about Summer League. Summer League is starting up. And Cade Cunningham will be playing in the Summer League this year. And I wanted to, to share that with my fellow brethren and OG because that is exciting. Because, we spoke about that a little yeah, bit he, before the he show. He wants to play uh, in the Summer League to get more acquainted with Jalen Ivey and Jalen Duren. I think that's huge because a lot of rookies feel like Summer League in year two is they're something. They're too good for that. Yeah, they're too good. And I think Cade still wanted to play. And he, if I'm not mistaken, he... You know, he wants to get his, to get the rust off. So I think that's something that shows leadership. And it definitely helps Detroit make him look at it differently. But we all know what Cade is at this table. so Because I literally said to him, I said, why is Cade playing? He is too good for that. And then once you told me he just wants to gain chemistry, I shut up immediately and just speaks to yep. his leadership and, and how he's ready to take that next step. Yeah, top eight player in the league soon. How soon? Like four years. That's, that's I guess four years is soon. But the t- out of the top 10, six of the guys are like 30 and up. Okay, okay. I guess that's true. Yeah, they'll be gone. Ah, soon. Is that true? Giannis is under thirty. Was well, that soon? Jokic Kawhi, is under thirty. Katie, Hold on, LeBron, me. I'm, I'm thinking Steph. of Giannis, Jokic, Luca, Tatum. Jimmy Butler's over thirty. Jimmy Butler. Uh, Trey Young 30. is is. Trey Young is not border. top ten. And Kate can be better than Trey Young. Oh, so it's five five. It's it's five five because Jimmy's. Yeah, 30. you're right. It's five five. You're right. Your hesitancy with soon. That that was no no soon? with what when you said. Four years soon? No, four. I'm saying four years is not that is not soon in my eyes. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Is too soon or no? That's late. That's a that's ways away. That four years is really well, no, it's a decent years, amount of time. It's two years ways away. I mean, is two years ways yeah. away? No, if you told me in two years he'd be a top eight player, like that's early. It'd be that, that's soon. Oh, okay, no, no, four years. Well, my this week in the NBA, um, unfortunately, is about uh, Miles Bridges uh, being arrested. Unfortunate situation. Uh, I, I don't really want to talk much about Miles Bridges because what he did, I think, was disgusting. And the signs have been pointing at this. I feel like he's kind of been trying to indulge himself in too much of a rapper persona. Um, it's nothing wrong with making music, but you're an NBA player. Like, that's first. And I feel like he's kind of trying to prioritize other stuff that isn't as important. Like, we saw the lean on his Instagram story. You hear the lyrics on what he raps about in his songs. Um but I just really want to shout out Michelle Johnson for like coming out and being brave and posting what she posted because what Miles Bridges did, I mean, she posted she had a fractured nose, wrist, torn eardrum, torn muscles in her neck from being choked, which then led to a concussion later on. So just Miles Bridges, like I think what he did was disgusting and it's unfortunate that he did that. And I'm glad that she came out and was brave enough to come out and, and post that on Instagram. You know, and we've had some fun segments over these past couple of weeks with Miles Bridges and projecting him. And that's what we wanted it to stay just about basketball. But then you go and you completely ruin the image of how we are all seeing you. We wanted here at the, as a collective to see Miles Bridges thrive in the game of basketball. And now he's completely 
just tainted our idea of him. And we we're already imagining a world where he never steps on the court again. One of those types of things where if I'm an NBA team, I want nothing to do with Miles Bridges. We already saw the Charlotte Hornets withdraw any matching offers that a team will would supply Miles Bridges. There's not going to be another offer for Miles Bridges. Yeah, and I think just to, you know, put yourself in that situation when you're on a contract year, you have a very bright future is reckless. In the prime time of the offseason, you you allow yourself to be put in this situation. It's irresponsible. I think the disappointing part for me is just having an idea of who this guy was and finding out that he's something completely different. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the most disappointing part for me, because I'm a very flawed human being. So there's a. I'm, I'm tolerant of a lot of things, but when this kind of stuff comes about, I have zero tolerance for it, none whatsoever. I can I can look past some things. This kind of stuff right here, when you're talking about smacking up women, and so no, I'm good. I'm out. When you're doing stuff like that, I'm out. I have no tolerance for that whatsoever, zero. And yeah. for, for a guy like him who it's obvious that this isn't the first time that this happened. This is an ongoing thing. And not only is it an ongoing thing, it's been an ongoing thing for quite a while. And we can't invest in you in the future. Because again, what are we telling? What are the what are the Brooklyn Nets telling the community if they got a guy on a team that's constantly in the news with nonsense like this and putting his face on billboards? What, are, what is the Brooklyn Nets telling the community? They're telling the community that, you know what? The fact that he's a great basketball player overshadows him being a jack-off. And we can't have that. Absolutely not. I don't know if I, I, I apologize for using that kind of language, but this kind of stuff, this kind of stuff I'm, I'm very sensitive about. I, I, I very much frown upon guys putting their hands on women. I, I, I don't appreciate that at all. And I'm out. Rightfully so. And Miles Bridges, you know, I think one thing to say about him is that whatever he has come in, he's definitely deserved. I mean, what he did was a very disgusting act. Um, OG, this week in the NBA, what did you have? Summer League, exactly what Red was talking about. And yep. since you being a Philly guy, I don't know if you ever heard this guy's name. His name is Trevelyan Queen. Yeah, he's he plays in the he played in the G League. He was the MVP. Of yeah, the G I know League. who you're talking about. And uh, he's going to be a player, so look out for him. He, he's going to be somebody to. He's going to be so. He, I think he went to the University of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the MVP. Not only was he the MVP of the G League, I think he was the MVP of the of the championship too. They won a championship on his, on his G League team. So he's a guy that I've been paying attention to. So. Pay attention to him. He looks like he's going to be a player. Um, I'm interested in, in in watching Shaq's kid on this Lakers squad to see what he looks like. I'm very surprised that Scottie Pippen Jr. didn't get drafted. He's the guy who, I mean, yeah. I, 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 was crazy. I, I, I'm a little bit older than you guys. And, you know, the SEC leading scorer didn't last past 10 in the draft when I was coming up. You know, if you led the SEC in scoring, if you were still on the board past 10, you had some nonsense going on with you. <laughs> So for Scottie Pippen Jr. to not get drafted and lead the SEC in scoring, that's 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 very much surprising. I thought he was going to pick in the second round at least, like at least I, the second round. I, I was what, surprised at that. I'm not complaining. Take that to the crib. He's on the Lakers summer league. Yes, oh, that's hopefully he makes a team. I really do want to see him in the yeah. Lakers. Yeah. Scottie Pippen Jr. Austin Reeves building a good young core. There, I'm excited. He's better than Westbrook. All right. Oh, Scotty Pippen. Before we go on to our next topic, God, it's so rude. This is a part of this week in the NBA. We always do these. It's a would you rather. And next topic is about Jalen Brunson. So the would you rather is going to be Jalen so Brunson. We, so we pivoted. Yes. All right. Okay. It's going to be Jalen go. Brunson. So 
Would you rather Jalen Brunson addition, first name up, Fred Van Vliet? Fred Van Freddy. Vliet. Van Vliet. Terry Rozier. Jalen Brunson. I'm going scary. Brunson. Malcolm Brogdon. Brunson. Brunson. I would go Brunson. D'Angelo Russell. Which D'Lo am I getting? Yeah. I'm going D'Lo at his best. I'm going the inconsistency of D'Lo I've seen. I'm going Brunson if, because if I feel like it's safer. If at his best, I'll take D'Lo, but Brunson I'm on a consistent basis. I'm going Russ. I'm going Russell. I Mike Conley. I would go Jalen Brunson, Brunson at this point in time. You said Brunson, right? Yeah, Brunson. You said Brunson, OG? Uh, for Between Brunson and Conley, yes. Kyle Lowry. I would go Brunson at this point in time also. Mm-hmm. Brunson. I think bro, y'all gonna kill me for this. I think Lowry's washed. <laughs> no, no one's gonna kill. Nobody's you for that. gonna kill. No one's gonna kill you for that. Russell Westbrook. Brunson. Oh, this is simple for me. Wes. Thank you. Someone with some respect. Rev, you do understand that Yo. outside of scoring, Russell Westbrook led the Lakers in rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. He said, "Would you rather?" <laughs> Everything I, else. <laughs> he said, would you rather? Who would I rather right. have? I don't yep. want Westbrook. I would rather have Jalen Brunson. I'm Russell, Russ. Russell Westbrook. I'll take Russ. You said Jalen Brunson. We did would you rather on Westbrook, though. No, I, no I, did we? Yes, you did. No, we we never said that name for Russell. Yes, we did. We I said, don't remember. No, we didn't. Yes, we remember. did. Trust me, we did. All right, but Lonzo Ball. Lonzo. I like Lonzo a lot. I do, too. Lonzo. Tyler Hero. I'm going Brunson. Brunson. It depends on who Hero is with. If Hero is still in Miami, I'm going Hero. But me, if he's, it depends on where he is. Let me get into a real brief conversation. Scary Terry and, and Brunson wasn't even a conversation for you guys. No, not really. I'm not. Scary a fan Terry of, can score the basketball very well. Uh, very Rose well. Here. Why? Just not a fan. But what allows you to say that? He's a pretty inefficient scorer. He's six two. But Brunson six one. Yeah, but Brunson's done it in the playoffs. As much as we like to bash the Utah Jazz, you know. I guess, but he's on the Hornets. Like the Hornets he chose still, to do that. He I'm not disagreeing, money. but even still, they've been playing teams two years and in a row. Not smoked out him. twice. They did. Yeah, I don't remember him being any remembrance of the games. Brunson plays with a top four minimum player in the league. I'm going to be honest with you. If Rozier played with Luka, what? It's lit. Uh, now, this the last name. This might be a, a very easy name, but whatever. I'm going to shoot my shot because last time we seen him, he wasn't going to the playoffs. Chris Paul. Oh, CP3. Still Chris Paul. Still CP3, yes. Still CP3, but do you think in two years it's Brunson? He won't be here. <laughs> OG, I actually just saw a TikTok from you that you you were list, you were listing your your top four point guards. This, I'm sorry, this is just triggered that memory. You said for Trey Young, you have him as a top four point guard. The only three that you would take are Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and CP3. Yes, sir, I would. You're yeah. taking CP3 over Trey Young at this point in time? No, I said that. I want to make sure that I remember that correct because that was that was a while ago. I I, I had CP three over Trey Young simply because of the defender that he was. Not only the defender that he was, the floor leader that he was. This must have been Trae before Young, Dallas. Nah, I apologize because it came up in my four. It was before. So I assumed... It was before Dallas. Yeah, it absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it was, was before Dallas. It was absolutely before Dallas. When I think about CP three, I think about a guy again, the floor leader that he was, what he was bringing to Phoenix. If he. I, but he did reintroduce himself to me. Yeah, he did do that. <laughs> yes, he did. He did reintroduce himself to me, and and I kind of remembered who he was. But 
when he's playing, when he's healthy, you know, CP3 is definitely one of the top three, four guards in the game. Top now, now, three, would four, you take Damian Lillard over CP3 at this point in time, or? Well, he hasn't played, so and I'm a big Dame guy. I'm a huge Dame. But guy. even when Dame played the season, I mean, yeah, he, he started off shaky efficiency wise. Chris Paul was better than him. He was underwhelming. He had a, he had an abdominal injury all year. He did. So, but when I what Dame at his best, I'm having a difficult time. That's my question. Yeah, Dame at Dame at his best, and Chris Paul at his best. Ooh, it's Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah it's Chris. Paul. I gotta go. I gotta go with Chris Paul like easily. I'm yes. sorry. The oh, defensive gee. part of it makes it. Understand. No, that's, that's, where the, but it's, that's where the disparity but, comes but, in. No, no, no. I think the playmaking was a, in the defense is a 30 and 8 best, type player. At Chris Paul's best, he clears playmaking in defense. I understand. So it's yes. Because like, he, he takes over a game because yeah. he's so smart. Yeah. So, OG, you picking Westbrook over Brunson is, uh, to me, very surprising because I think Brunson is better. But I will, I, I actually want to see your live reaction to this would you rather that we did on Russell Westbrook. Because some of the players we named, you can deem as very disrespectful. And did I say Jalen Brunson? I don't know. We can, we can, we can right. check right I now. I don't remember you saying So, Jaylen OG, Brunson. are you ready for this? I'm listening. Okay. And we're not getting copyrighted because it's our YouTube, yeah. so please. Would you rather Russell Westbrook or this player? At this current point of time. Yes. Okay. And I'm not going to name high-level players, so I'm curious to hear you guys' answers. Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. Patrick Beverly. Oh, he didn't answer. I didn't answer because I was smart. <laughs> love myself. I know. I, like I know. I, really I know. Love fit. I know. You fit. He's I don't okay. care if it's more talented. He'll fit on every single team. I'll go Pat Bev. Monte Morris. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting a little. Um, Pat Bev was the stretch for me. I'm going Russ basically every other name you throw at me from here on out. <laughs> this Lonzo is funny. Ball. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo. <laughs> Monte Morris, by the way. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Reggie. And I'm not thinking Reggie. twice. Highest Highest Jones. Tyus Jones. He doesn't oh turn the ball. Oh, my God. He doesn't turn the ball over. He makes good decisions. Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. You're so rude. You're so rude. Before you, before OG, before you go into your little spiel, because I know you're about to. I'm not. I promise you I'm not going to go into a spiel, but to say that Tyus Jones over Russell West. No, not just Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones, Tyus, Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Yes, like he's, he's emphatic about that. That's his guy. Tyus, if I have to have a this is my guy. And it's not a question. Yo, that was crazy. OG, wow. this, this is a would you rather. So who would I rather have? I would rather have a lot of those guys or Westbrook. Not saying they're better. You said everybody or Westbrook. I'm so though. glad you I didn't did. answer Brunson. You, 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 you did say everybody over him. And when I think about Westbrook, he's just in a system. Again, I thought that it was going to work. We all did. And we all did. It, 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 we, we're coming up on a season See, where we're going to have a different – it's going to be a different outlook this year, I, at least I hope. Because uh-huh. I can't see the Lakers not making the playoffs again. You're this telling thing me. Being a disaster again. Yeah, I, can't, so wait, I can't see this thing being a disaster just, again. Just to, uh, OG, just to talk about it for a little bit, I, I was – I was trolling you. I did not think that would work. I thought it would fail miserably. But you're um, lying. You're, you're lying because you knew what I was about to say. You knew. You <laughs> knew that I was about to sit here and say, "Oh, you, we all knew it was going to work." But then when I sit here and say that no, I thought the Lakers, no, were I thought be- no, I thought LeBron and AD would still backpack them so to the that's playoffs. Really, okay. That's what it was. Yeah, but we um, didn't think it was going to work. Do you think oh, Darvin Ham is going to fix Westbrook? It depends on if they let Darvin Ham be the coach. They can't be give Darvin Ham the. Put Darvin Ham at the helm, but do what I owe. We're going to give him our playbook. No, you got to let Darvin Ham be Darvin Ham and let him coach. Okay. 
because if you're not going to do that, then Russell Westbrook is going to be Russell somebody else. Westbrook. You know, West, Westbrook is the guy who needs the basketball in his hands. Russell is the guy who needs to be turned loose. That's who he needs to be. And if he can do that, he can be effective. The problem is, is Russ was yanked in and out of the lineup. He didn't know exactly what his role was. He didn't know exactly what he was doing. And that's why he looked the way he did. And in spite of that, he still led them in rebounds, blocks, assists, and steals on top of all of that. So if he could get himself in a, if he can get himself in a position where you, know, you could turn Russ loose again and let him be Russ, I think that you're going to see a different Russ. This may sound like an egregious question because uh, Russell Westbrook is a Hall of Famer, first ballot for sure. But at this point in his, at this point in his career, uh, when you watch him, it's just tough to watch. Do you think that last year, this past season, the Timberwolves would have been better with Russ instead of Patrick Beverly there? I think Russ would have played different with that group. Okay. I do. I, th- I think that he would have played differently because his role would have been different with that group. He would have been more of a distributor. He would have been more of a playmaker. He would have been more of a scorer in a wide-open offense as opposed to being with the with the Lakers and with LeBron James and with Anthony Davis and, oh, I got to get this guy, as opposed to I'm going to play with these guys and I'll, they're going to play off of him as yeah. opposed to him playing off of them. I think it would have been different. So you would have rather had Pat Bev for the Lakers than Westbrook? Yeah. No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> no way. What about Ty Jones, Ty Jones, Ty Jones? That's even worse. That, that, that's <laughs> he said that with a straight face, too. He was dead serious. I was actually mad that they asked me that question, honestly, because that's disrespectful yeah, that's, to Ty Jones. And you Jones. took Monte. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ty Jones, high IQ. He high did IQ. say Monte. He did say Harry. He was Monte Morris from Denver. He did say him. Yeah, Russ, Russ owe you some money or something? What's going on? <laughs> nah, he was he was just so bad in that system, man. It's really like it's it's it was tough. it was tough it was to really watch bad. at the time. For like sure. he did like like the stats were cool, but like when you really watched him, it was like damn, bro. Like how do you do fall off this bad? So we'll see though. New system, Darvin yeah. Ham, you know, yeah, whatever. And yeah, he did lead the Lakers in rebounds and assists, but who else was gonna do it? I mean, when AD missing half the year, he's playing sixty five games this year. Please stop with the sixty five. He's number. playing sixty five. <laughs> We're manifesting. We're speaking it out to the world. If he plays sixty-five games, the Lakers are a top three seed, and he's the league MVP. He needs to whatever he needs to. He needs to play that KG clip every time he's in the gym. You saw he was talking crazy. He wasn't talking crazy. He was talking motivation. The the quote came off crazy. KG was talking about how AD needs to be an MVP. Needs to be back. Like he want to work with him. He needs. He basically gave a motivational speech. They just put KG talk crazy at the bottom. Sign me the hell up. But he, he he said some real stuff. The Knicks signed Jalen Brunson to a four-year, $104 million deal. Sick. We're talking about this again. And, man, this is a steal. Steal. I think the Knicks hit a home run with this signing. What was it supposed to be? 127? Wait, No, it was 110. No, I'm... I'm saying, what was it? Sp- oh, you're right. It was supposed to be 110. Mm-hmm. I apologize. This was a steal from somebody who only three teams wanted. You stole them. Yeah, from those other two teams, absolutely. I'm just like, who are the absolutely. other two? It was Dallas and Miami jumped in the conversation. They jump in every conversation. You didn't really steal them because Dallas <laughs> didn't even make a play for them. They said you could have them. You straight. Yeah, one they offer him twenty one million a year, something like that. I think that's they like did. five, well, six yeah. less. The, the the original contract was I think fifty five for four, and that was before the season started. He said yeah, yeah. whole lot, and then I'm going to play out this existing contract, and he bet on himself, and it worked. He won. Yeah. It worked, and then he went to New York, 
and they, they offered him the deal that they offered him and Mark Cuban let him walk out the front door, which I hate that logic. And the reason why I hate that logic is, is because it's such bad business. Yeah. A guy like Jalen Brunson, you could get something for him. You could have got something good. Just like when Brooklyn, I'm sorry, just like when Boston let Kyrie Irving walk out the front door. Was Kyrie Irving good for what they were doing in Boston? No. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not just going to let him walk out the front door. I'm going to get something for him, whether it's a second, whether it's two ones, no matter what it is. I'm not just going to let him walk out the front door. And I think that it's bad business when you let guys of that talent just walk out the front door. I don't, again, I still got to see what the fit is with him and RJ because I don't think he passes enough for me. But we're going to find out. Yeah. If the Mavericks want Evan Fournier, you know, we're more than likely willing to give him up mm-hmm. for sure. Dude, this one fly is going to be the star of the show today. He just yeah, I know. The camera really can't even the see the flies. Oh, it's pissing me off. Yeah. So, OG, you're questioning the Brunson fit. I'm going to give my spiel first because I'm hoping to change your mind. I know that Riv is fixated in his ways. I know that Drew lost cause too. Damn. So... I have to. What's first crazy of all, is my notes of complete opposite. I want. I want to actually answer some questions about Brunson. So first off, talking about he's overpaid. His contract ranks 15th in value currently, and it's 16th annually. And we're not even talking about guys like Lamelo, who are next up in line to get paid. Yep. Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxey, Tyler Hero. So in a year, Jalen Brunson is going to be around the 18th to 20th ranked point guard in terms of contractual value. And that's where I think he's around in in the NBA in terms of top point guards, which Mm -hmm. means he's not overpaid. That's just the one thing I want to get out there. To talk about him as a player, he's a great isolation scorer, 0.95 points per possession, 65th percentile. (laughs) In the playoffs, when he had an increased load, it jumped up to 1.07 points per possession, 74th percentile, which was 11th amongst all players in the NBA playoffs. He shoots before you go any further, Jay. Just so you know, we got an isolation scorer, so we don't need another one. You good already? Oh, you can never get enough. We only have we don't Knicks don't have any isolation scores outside of RJ and Randall. We can always name two. Which one? Which one is it? You don't have none of you, or you you got two of them? Which one is it? (laughs) Uh, we got three. (laughs) (laughs) So he shoots fifty-one percent from four to fourteen feet. He's one of the best finishers at the point guard position. Although he's six-one. He plays bigger than his size. He takes calculated dribbles. He's purposeful. He's crafty. He has amazing footwork. He can play in the post. And he's an elite corner three-point shooter. I mean, last year, he shot 47% from there. The season before, shot 51% from there. So if RJ wants to iso Rando, you got a a knockdown shooter in Brunson in the corner three, something that P.G. Tucker, he's the best at. Brunson's not far behind. I'm telling you that. And he's one of the best finishers in the league, 90th percentile at finishing around the rim. For somebody that's 6'1", is amazing, and one mm-hmm. of the best floaters in the NBA also, one of the best you know players that do that shot. Mm-hmm. The biggest question, though, with you, OG, that you've talked about is that the playmaking aspect, and those are that's a valid concern. The assist numbers don't look great. That's because Luka dominated the ball. Does Luka make Brunson more efficient? Yes. Does Luka generate open looks for Brunson? Yes. But they have clashing play styles. And Jalen Brunson, with an increased on-ball role, not only do his points look significantly better, so do his assists. In 17 games in December, when Luka missed significant time, he averaged 20 points per game, 7.5 assists, 
four rebounds, shot 49% from the field, and 35% from three. So in that sample size, I mean, 20 and almost eight assists per game is somebody who I think can be a very good playmaker. Now in New York with R.J. Barrett, with Julius Randle, that pick-and-roll dynamic can be good. R.J. finally has the best facilitator he's played with since coming into the NBA. And in the playoffs, in three games without Luka, you have Jalen Brunson averaging 31 points per game, five rebounds, five assists, Without Jalen Brunson, the Mavericks don't get past the first round this past playoffs because Luka was hurt for the first three games. And Brunson backpacked Dallas, so he's capable of big-time performances. Ultimately, this is the best point guard the Knicks have had in the last 20 years. That's not... It, that's not really an Better indictment on Felton? Brunson. Yes, Dude, significantly. I'm blanking on his name. Significantly. No way. Okay, significantly. Raymond Felton, Raymond Felton was good for half a season. Like, significantly. The Knicks haven't had a point guard. Jalen Brunson Felton. is the first point guard that we have that's good, that's close to great. He's the best Jason point guard we've Jason had in 20 years in a, in a landslide. Jason Kidd was washed. That's, that's yep. fair. And we still have... Nate Robinson? Derrick Rose doesn't yes. count. Derrick Rose, yeah, Brunson's better. <laughs> Derrick Rose came off the bench, too. Yeah. Um, we still have five first-round picks, a good young core. Brunson is just the first piece of the puzzle to the Knicks contending. He's the second piece. Who's RJ's this? the first. Well, I'm talking about as of recently. Like, he's the— like Acquiring, you know, season I understand. Yeah. yeah, and Mitchell Robinson, us extending into a contract. You know Mitchell Robinson is the first— player the Knicks have drafted in the last 28 years that we've signed to a second contract. This tells me we're not the same old Knicks. We're trending in the right direction. We're keeping our players. We have a good young core. Brunson, he's the guy that's going to put everything together. He's the glue. He's the glue. RJ RJ's ascending into a star. Randall, I hope, at least I see him more efficient next year, but Mm -hmm. ultimately I want him to get traded. I think the Knicks, they're ready to be a playing team next year, for sure. Playing locks. And Brunson's going to be a guy who's going to average 19 to 21 a game and six to eight assists per game next season. And I think the fit and how he plays with the Knicks, it's going to surprise a lot of people. All right, playing locks. I'm going to list you some teams. You tell me, will the Knicks be better than them? Are you guys going to be better than the Pistons? Yes. Are you guys going to be better than the Wizards? Yes. Are you guys going to be better than the Hornets? Yes. Cavaliers. No. Hawks. Debatable. Hornets is a wait and see also. Just keep going with the list. I mean, listen, maybe the Nets? Because they who knows the the, the landscape of their team I also? Don't know. I don't know who the Nets are going to get. And then obviously Bulls, Raptors. Obviously Bulls? I'm saying Bulls and Raptors. You're taking the Knicks over the Bulls? Depends on what Randall okay. we get. Mental illness. I'm just saying, best case scenario for the Knicks. Randall at least gets 75% to his All-NBA season. R.J. Barrett ascends to an All-Star. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson stays healthy. He's one of the best defensive bigs in the NBA. Jalen Brunson is a top 20 point guard lock for sure. Averaging close to 20 just, a game, but 7 assists. Julius Randall just bench. was his 75% of his All-NBA self. No, he was He not. was. No, no, he was not. He was. He was, he was like, 19-10-5. He was like, five. He That's was 75% like, no, of what he was. No, no he was not. He was like, That's just you looking at the He numbers. was like 20% of what he was. No, of course. Listen, 70. So what was he? 
50. He went from shooting 40% from three to 31%. Yeah, because he's not like that from the and three. And why is that? Why, why, and why is that? Because Randall had no point guard. Alec Burks was the point guard. Now that we have Brunson, oh, yeah. Randall's shooting 36%. Lock it. Okay. <laughs> Lock it. You shot a lot of numbers. You did it again. You know, giving us all these numbers from uh, his his time with Luka Doncic. His Am time I not in supposed Dallas. to use statistical evidence? Well, no, he's saying you did, but he's saying that it's a what he, I'm assuming it's going to be hogwash. No, yeah, yeah, you you did. And what you always love to do is you love to bring numbers from a different situation when they're playing off of somebody <laughs> and then bring it to another oh, situation boy. where it's going to be completely different. Jalen Brunson is officially a lead guard. He's now going to be the guy who sets up the offense for you guys. Was it an overpay? Well, when you brought up the market stuff, no, not really. And when you look at all the contracts from the other point guards, no, not really. If you think about it, and the money's going to go up. So essentially, good job. You know, you got your point guard. Thanks. This big three, though, of R.J. Barrett, Randall, Jalen Brunson, it really just hinders on R.J. Barrett and how much he can compro- uh, he can improve his game and ascend his game. I think Randall, we kind of already have an idea of what he's going to be for the long haul. Jalen Brunson, it's tough, man. It, it, it's really tough. New environment. You know, can he score in isolation? Yeah. Can he be a facilitator and a run the offense yeah. as a playmaker? Still wait and see. I don't know yet. In Dallas, it was different. They had shooters everywhere. I don't think the Knicks have that in terms of just Fournier. shooters everywhere. Yeah, Fournier is not Quinn good. Quinn Grimes. Quinn Grimes. Fournier can be a shooter, like no, he's, but he's not a good role player for them. Yeah, he's not good. Um, so it, it's let's it's, take it's those, let's take those other guys off the table. Jay, let me tell you something, man. Oh it's boy. a lot different when they're writing the songs for you. It's a lot different when you think, when you're in the back of the microphone and you're standing in the back as opposed to you at the front. And they writing all the songs for you, and you have to produce the hits now. Mm. So, when you got, I don't know, David Ruffin at the front of the line, and all I got to do is sing back around, I sound a lot better as opposed to when I'm at the microphone, and now I got to produce all the hits. Jalen Brunson looks a lot better with Luca. It's gonna be. It's, it, we remain to see what it's gonna look like when he's running with R.J. Barrett, and he's yeah. the primary ball handler and the playmaker and the guy. It's gonna you, be a lot you- different. You say that, but I just I, I thought throughout the playoffs when Brunson played without Luca, well, the three games I thought he looked much better than when he played with Luca. Forty one points, thirty one yeah, points. My, no, that was, and, 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 it was and, and just so we know, so we clear because um, I'm Rev. I'm glad he brought up the numbers. Now, who was that he was smoking? So we clear. Mike Conley, the Utah Jazz, who only allowed four players to score forty points that year. No, Mike Conley. Oh, Mike Conley, oh, and, and Mike Conley was the guy who had the assignment. And yeah, Donovan but Mitchell. Gobert was helping and, and Brunson. Mitchell. Whenever Gobert helped Brunson, whew, you know, given mm-hmm. he's being a great passer, it was facilitating. We've all admitted at this table that the Utah Jazz are not good in the playoffs and defense. Their perimeter defense is arguably the worst in the NBA. I do have a question. Did you fight that? I'm not fighting that, but I'm also not going to discredit <laughs> Brunson. That's fair for taking advantage of that situation. And you even if you can't, and, knock and also, 40 and also, points. and it's also, hard to no, knock and also, I get it. If like he had like okay. 20 points and stuff like that. Okay, you're like, okay, 20, but no, he had a 40 ball. No, it, he I agree. 30. It's hard to get an anomaly. 40. 40 and 30 against any defense is tough. I, I have a question. Now, you're, you're going to give RJ an extension, I'm assuming. You have to. Mm-hmm. You locked up Brunson and Randall. What's the ceiling on this team? Because you're probably going to be around the playing area, so you're not going to get a high draft pick. Absolute ceiling's eight. Now you're, you're you know, that guard spot is kind of filled up, so now you... There is no young guy you can bring in that can play the one because Brunson is that. What's tech, what's going to be the ceiling for this team? Playing team. 
But no, this can't be every year playing team ceiling, playing team ceiling. Well, I'm saying last like, year's ceiling was what the four seed after they. No, no, were, no, no. The season that just passed, we that that's season's over. So I know. But so they come up saying off, we can't keep they, saying they come, that. But they're coming last off season, a four there was seed. Good expectation. They're coming off a four seed. They didn't make the playoffs. They didn't make the plan. Oh, they now, were bad. Now you get Brunson. The expectation is playing. But how do you continue to get better? You lock up Mitch. You locked up Randall. You locked up Brunson. I don't know if these no, are Randall's guys. off the books after next year, after this season, actually. But I don't know if these he are guys be. that you, you have a team option. Like these are guys that you bank in to be the the, the superstars or the well, all stars. Wait, who? Brunson, Randall, Mitch Robinson. Okay. All right. As I know long Randall, as you RJ. RJ. As long as you're excluding no, RJ, RJ, I'll shake your hand right now. Well, RJ's the well one this is the thing. I think Quinn Grimes is going to be a fine player. I, that's cool. Okay. I think that Julius <laughs> Randall. He's gonna play efficiently this year to the point that we're gonna get more than I'm a bag of chips for him in a in a trade. I'm done with this efficient logic. Okay, we sick of this with the Knicks. <laughs> I'm it with you guys with this Knicks. Let me tell you why, Jay. Because what you trying to sell me? He's trying to sell me a blimpy and a six pack for a hundred dollars. That's what he's trying to do. That's exactly what this dude is trying to do right now. I am sick and tired of the Knicks with this. We're going to be this and we're going to be that. Julius Randle is going to be more efficient. When are we going to see results? Rick just said it. October. Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, who I think is the franchise player, and Jalen Brunson. What is the future of this organization with these guys? Because I think your boys missed the. I think you, your boys missed the boat with passing on Mark Williams from Duke. I think that I think he's better than than Mitchell Robinson right now. And I think that he's younger and cheaper. And I would have loved him. And I think he's perfect for what you guys are doing. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> like Rib just said, Mitchell, not Mitchell Robinson, I'm sorry, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson. What is the ceiling for these three guys? The ceiling In is the dependent on R.J. Barrett and how good he's going to be. If he's I'm- improved every year. We've already seen that. So now you already know who Julius Randle is. You're not getting any more. So let's stop with that. He's going to be more efficient. And let's dead all of that line. No NBA second teamer. We, we already know who he is. It's over. We know who Julius Randle is. Jalen Brunson, he's coming into his own. Is yeah. Jalen Brunson going to be an all-league guard? Is he going to be an all-star? Is he going to be any of these things? He's is going, that what you're paying him for? He's going to be the most steady non-all-star point guard in the NBA. What the that's hell? does not- That's Mike Conley. <laughs> nah, nah. Mike Conley, literally Mike is Mike Conley, Conley right? bat? Wow, I'm fine with the Mike no, but the Grizzlies had, I would be more than fine the, with the Brunson difference being is, Conley. The difference is the league was different. The Grizzlies had Zach Randolph, Marcus oh, Tony Allen, and they had an elite defense Julius around Julius Randolph's better than Zach Randolph. What the hell are you what? saying to me? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't serious. You're not serious. You're trolling. You're trolling. No, Julius Randolph is not better than Zach Randolph. <laughs> Has Zach Randolph ever had a season where he was second team All-NBA? This is we talking about. OG, in your videos, you you vote, you said, One season, I take being miss. an All-NBA performer very I seriously. I, I take that very seriously. You know, what else I take? you know what else I take very seriously? I take a guy whose first name is 20 and last name 10 very seriously as well. I mean, that's essentially, listen, I, the Zebo Julius Randle, it's not as crazy as you guys are making it. I, I ain't take, saying it's a wash. I'm it's not, not saying it's a wash. So he not. actually has made an All-NBA But Zebo, I think, is better than How many Julius times? I understand. Okay. He's made one All-NBA team in 2011. What team? Third. Okay. Two-time All-Star. What was, his, what was his stats? I got you right now. Because Randle was 24-10-6. For six. one season. What's his stats, though? Like, Don't tell me one season. Tell me but what's Julius Randle's average so actually, 20 oh, points oh, 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 in three Randle was 24-10 one year. 
Yes, you mean that, Randolph, was two, that was last year. Randolph. Randolph. Right. He was 21 and 13 another year, 21 and 9, 21 and 11, 21. OG, our editor over here is having a stroke at the thought of Julius Randle being better than Zebo. Yeah, he was pretty much 20 and 10 for his career. <laughs> yeah, he, he was 20 and 10 for his career. I'm, 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 I'm dead. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> it's not. It's not like like OG said. It's not a wash. It's not yeah, a wash. I would take Zebo, but it's not crazy. It's not I think it's pretty clean, though. Yeah, I, fair. So right. if I have my. Mike Conley and Randolph, and now RJ sends to a star. <laughs> what, are, what are we talking about here? <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, no. look. I think what you're doing, Riv, is that you want me to look. When I drive, I look at the first red light that's ahead of me. I don't really pay attention to the second. That's the next problem. See, but that's how you get into car accidents. No, you got to think two steps ahead. That's how no. you get into car accidents. No, I'm sorry, I, you just I, put I yourself want, in want that you situation. To, I want you to look at the East, and I want you to look at the box. Giannis is 26 years old. I want you to look at Tatum and Brown, 24 and 25. Then I want you to look at Miami. Jimmy Butler is probably the one guy that's old. And I want okay, you to look at the, these. What, and, and, what's the alternative, though? The alternative is start over and no, 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 build no, around no, RJ. No, start no, over and no, rebuild? No, tear the no. team apart? This I think is you're what still, it should have started you're still with. still in Listen, rebuild. This is essentially what I was going to say. The Knicks are starting to build a foundation. We've been trying to – we've been asking the Knicks for, for years now, f- find a starting point and go from there. And we did. Their starting point is RJ Barrett. Yeah, Fair. We have now, young players. Now we they're starting to figure it out. Me personally – you we just spoke traded in, your vets. We spoke. Hmm? You just traded your vets. You still have Fournier. What else? Randall. Randall counts as a vet. Derrick Rose is on the team. Derrick Rose. Rose is a good vet. So my point being is, I would have liked to use those picks as we've spoken about earlier on Dejounte because then he provides you more defense, a little more size. What's the but, ceiling with Dejounte on I'm our not, team? I'm though. not saying it's a ceiling. I'm just saying this is how Are we, we start. not in the same place. Let me finish. This is how we get to where we want to be as the Knicks in building a firm foundation. Around R.J. Barrett, because right now, if if we're the Knicks, we got to be thinking this is our guy that we have to build around. I'm the glad whole you point mentioned that. Is that you now? You, we have Brunson. He got signed for a little bit more than 25 million a year. Now we have a plethora of picks. We still have a little bit of time, but we need to maximize this window where we're not paying top dollar to R.J. Barrett, who is our franchise maximize piece. What window? This time period where you're not spending a whole lot of money on the guy that this is all is about. You need to get rid of Randall, get some free up some cap space, use these. They ju- just paid Mitch and Jalen Brunson. That, that's no, fine. I'm, but I'm that's, getting annoyed. That's minimum oh, contracts. Drew, I'm not getting take, annoyed at you. Take, I'm, getting, I'm getting annoyed at you. You need to take these picks and try and trade for another superstar to jumpstart this thing. Because you have the foundation. Hey, hey. You have the picks. No, no, no. no, 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 no Drew, let the Nick guy no, 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 go. Superstar no. trade. You know, I actually appreciate Drew's response because instead of criticizing the Knicks and just offering a bunch of questions and what ifs, question. you're giving them a solution. I'm trying. You have not offered one single solution with all the criticism and I BS that you've been saying. Now, let, I, look, because <laughs> you talk about the Knicks are stuck in limbo. Oh, why, why pay Brunson? You're not going to do anything. You're playing team at best, whatever. What does next year look like? What does two years from now look like? Hello, you are a Chicago Bulls fan. You guys are not in contention to go to the to the championship. I wouldn't even put you as a top four team to go to the conference championship. Does that does that does that mean don't that, say that say you guys should just blow it don't up? Say a word. Does don't that mean that you guys should just blow it don't up? Because you are not a contender. Are you done? I could I could speak now. You guys traded Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter for Lucevic. Don't say a word. Are you done? I can speak now. I can give my speech. You're getting rude. Thank you. That's yes. all I'm going to say. You're the, the, getting rude. The first step in rebuilding is get the pieces, get the front office, get the coach. Then the next step is be relevant. One of the hardest steps is go from relevant to perform. To championship yep. contender. Mm-hmm. Okay. We just got to relevant last year after five years of rebuilding, rebuilding. So it takes some time. You are still in rebuilding. 
building. My we only just were the fourth seed the year before. Let me do my spiel. Well, hold up. No, 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 no. Because I'm getting tired of it. Because the Knicks became relevant. For a this, year. The, the Knicks were relevant. No, 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 and no, the, no. Oh, Can I finish? Can I, I finish? finish? I know. That's the crazy. The offseason happened, okay. and we made the wrong moves mm-hmm. that pushed us back to irrelevance, and now the Jalen Brunson move is a move to get relevant again. My, but, yeah, okay. But my thing is, like I said, it goes from— Jalen Brunson's the one it that's goes doing from, this. Get the F.O., Get the GM, rebuild, then become relevant. Relevant is more than a year. You had a one-year wonder. You weren't relevant. You just had a funny, funky year. Then you came back to reality, and you weren't good again. That's the reality of because what your team is. people were overlooking you guys last season. Yeah, you they just, weren't you just overlooking. Back when they to saw reality, the Knicks, they said, That's all right, we got to turn it up. The point is you have to be relevant for a couple years, and it takes time to go from relevance to a championship right. contender. It what's, takes What's a the long ceiling time. of your bowls, though? You didn't answer that. Let, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Let's get back on the Knicks. Get, let's continue with the Knicks. Let's get off the bowls. Continue with the Knicks because y'all have four straight 50 lost seasons, so y'all were never relevant. <laughs> you 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 weren't relevant for a long time. They had, one, had four straight fifty loss seasons, and you have one year where you made the playoffs, and then you go back to being in the lottery. So let's get back on the Knicks. Continue. I'm sorry. Yes, we had the year where we were irrelevant. We made the improper offseason moves. In hindsight, Fournier wasn't the guy to to pay. We should have brought back Reggie Bullock. Um. Kemba should never have Kemba should have never been the guy that we brought in. Yeah, we made bad moves. But now we are trying to correct that. So we brought in a guard who we know is improving, who performed in the playoffs, which Kemba never has for the most part, and Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is the guy to now steady the ship. (laughs) He's steadying the ship. And his father's on the staff, too, so I think that's going to help. He's steadying the ship. Which goes back to my question that I asked. You need a point guard to steady the ship. Which goes back to that question Why were the Bulls bad for so long? You never had a point guard. Well, we didn't have a point guard, a small forward, a power forward. We didn't have anything. But now, but now you bring but in that, a point guard, you said the shit. You took what I said as disrespect when I was just asking you, what's the ceiling of these three guys? You're, you're struggling to answer my question because, because you don't know. it feels like you are saying that. No, I already said it's a plan. Oh, can okay. We can lock ceiling, a play up. The ceiling is a plan. I'm talking about the, for this big three, the ceiling is a plan. This upcoming season, I think we could be the okay. seventh seed. That's the ceiling. That's the ceiling. Right, that's what I was asking. That's the ceiling. No, but you were, in, what were, you, were, you were implying was... Why even make these moves when you should just rebuild because you are not going anywhere? Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I, you were I implying. Apologize. I, I apologize. I didn't mean to imply that. But don't bring up my team when we're better. What do you that. have? Eleven picks in the next seven years, correct? That's Possibly. that's what you've told me. You could have eleven picks in the we next. We have eleven seven. first round picks, yes. eleven second round picks in the next seven years. Which is why I say you have RJ, you have Jalen Brunson, you have these picks. Trading for a make star a is easier said than done. I don't disagree. Dejounte uh, was just to, so. Somebody has to want to go. Play I don't disagree. Dejounte was just so in the stars that it hurts. And then there's rumors, rumors of them being interested in Donovan Mitchell. I'm out on that. I don't yeah, want. I don't, I don't want. want I don't, him don't, him I don't want a Brunson. They would have Mitchell the smallest. Back exactly, yeah, it'd be the smallest backcourt in the history of the game. Maybe. Well, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All Both I goals. want is RJ taking the next step this year. That's it. If Would RJ you, takes that next step with Jalen Brunson being a steady point guard, he's the captain. You can lock it. RJ's going to be really good next. Has, he just has to be consistent. That's really it. He was nothing but consistent. And have you have you given up? You, you've given up on your boy Cam Reddish. There's no hope for him. You guys won't play him. What if we do? Nah, he was he was getting. I still don't understand why he's not in the rotation. He does. He's what, not in the rotation. He was getting minutes before. But right as reason, he got hurt, he this, was getting minutes. This offseason, every Knicks fan last year was frustrated. We were frustrated because we started Alec Brooks at point guard. 
Uh, instead of starting Emmanuel quickly when we should have done that. OB Toppin, for the most part, didn't get any minutes. He needs burn. This past offseason, this current offseason that we're in, we traded Nerlens Noel, Alec Brooks, because we want to give our younger players minutes. So now OB Toppin, the front court minutes now freed up, freed up. Now he's gonna play more. Now Derek Rose, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the next guy out. So now we can give IQ more minutes. Quentin Grimes gonna get more minutes. He got minutes last year. So all I'm saying is that we have good young players. We have a lot of assets for yeah, the future. I agree. Which we can potentially package up to get a star. We we're not like the same old Knicks where we're capped out and uh, we have no picks in the future. We don't That's know what the that. Knicks have always been. We don't know that yet. No, no, we do know that because it's a make, fact we have assets. Yeah, but you can still make a bad move on the assets. You've no, I'm saying before. we can make a bad move, but I'm saying in the past, like in the the 2013 to 2018 mm-hmm. Knicks, we had no cap space yeah. and no picks to do anything. Get mellow. Yeah. And that then team that, was, that team was solid. I mean, there's nothing to be mad about with that team. Yeah. All I'm yeah. saying is that stop sleeping on our Knicks, man. LOL. Nah, we could be asleep for this season. I'm definitely sleeping. I'm lo- I am sleeping. I am optimistic for your you know future, what? which you know is what? what I've been trying to say. I'm actually I'm not the highest on the Knicks this year. Agreed. You know, I said playing ceiling, right? But guess what? You said seven C. That's the top. We've of the been player. doing this podcast for two and a half years that's now. Their ceiling. We've been doing this podcast for two and a half years now. The year that Randall had the All-NBA season, in the off-season previews, I was on the bandwagon of tanking for Cade Cunningham. Ultimately, that didn't happen. Then this past year, I was very high on the Knicks, and then they disappointed me. So there's a trend. When I'm lower on the Knicks, they surprise me. When I'm very high on them, they disappoint me. I'm in the middle right now. So I'm leaning towards them surprising me this okay. year. Okay, all right. All right. All right. Knicks. All right. Just to uh, recap some of these moves, I want to actually just uh, put out this report here. Uh, Chris Haynes reported the Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets are actively engaged in trade discussions centered on Russell Westbrook (laughs) and Kyrie (laughs) Irving. Bring them home. So this seems like it's going to happen. OG, you are not the biggest fan of this. What are your initial thoughts on this report? Again, it, Chris, Chris Haynes is a very reliable source. I dig Chris Haynes. He knows what he's talking about. But, to, again, to bring in Russell Westbrook, to bring him into – that means Ben Simmons got to go too because this isn't going to – Ben Simmons and, and Russell Westbrook, how's that going to work? Yeah. So if you give out Kyrie and Ben for AD and Westbrook, you're okay Unless they buy out Westbrook. It's going to be Kyrie Harris for uh, – <coughs> bless you. Bless you. Uh, it's going to be Kyrie off. and Harris for – uh, Russell Westbrook, THT, first round pick. Mm. Sign me the hell up. LOL. Joe I'm Harris, I need that. I'm, I'm just having a need difficult what? time. A three game. point shooter. Yeah, for, for, for. I hope those boys. I, and OG, I get the concern. We spoke about it at nauseum before this before the episode started. I get it. Kyrie Irving is not someone that you can rely on. Why at 37 Neither going to be 38 years old? Okay, we're talking about Kyrie. All right, can we? Can you stay on topic for me, please? I understand that LeBron, thirty-seven, going to be thirty-eight uh, in December, uh, mm-hmm. is is not in a position where he should be trying to put his the fate of his season in Kyrie Irving's hands. I'll say right. this: when Kyrie Irving has been eligible to play, he's played. This past season has skewed our thoughts on Kyrie Irving because. People view him, I'm not saying you necessarily, I'm saying the general public view him as selfish and not a team player for not getting the vaccine and being able to be with the guys and play during the season. 
when he was eligible to play, he played every single game that he was allowed to. Quick question. So you don't think them getting swept and him playing like garbage for three out of the four games is that matters. You look at him differently? It's just So question, I'm you're asking. evaluating Kyrie Irving off this series. I mean he has I'm asking. A, well, outside of LeBron, how many series can you remember that he's been golden in? Their best game? I, I answer can you answer that question? The, uh, outside not, of LeBron. Not many. Not many. Which, not many. Not, I don't There I'm hasn't been series where you can click on and say Kyrie's been that guy. I'll say this, that Milwaukee series, Kyrie Irving and, and Which KD, one? The one they lost in five where he No, the one that they like lost garbage? when he got hurt. Oh, for two games. The two games he, he was he played very good basketball. Okay. Um I lost but, my train of thought. Uh You don't think he's selfish though? He left LeBron because of selfishness. He was young. When you he were a young guy, listen, we saw we saw it. Uh, let's not compare soccer to to football to 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 the NBA, but Lionel Messi and, and and Neymar. You guys, if you guys aren't aware, Neymar is was the young guy. He's the Kyrie Irving in this situation. Messi's the LeBron. Mm-hmm. Neymar decided, you know what? I understand that that Messi's the guy, but I want the feeling of accomplishing it on my own to show myself that I'm as good as I know I can be. Neymar wasn't able to achieve that. Neither was neither was Kyrie. But it took a, a matter of it took some years to to sit and have an epiphany on, man, I was immature. I made a wrong decision. I made a brash decision. And it takes a man to really sit with yourself and identify the fact that, yo, I really was wrong. I can right this wrong by doing I really feel like if this wasn't happening to LeBron, you wouldn't be okay with this. I think just because he's going I mean, back I've to play pretty, with LeBron. I've been pretty Drew, consistent. Hey, Drew, you're, you're cut the nonsense. You would consistent. have nothing to do with this if this wasn't James. You would be yeah, over yeah, it's it. It's okay. You, you wouldn't. You could say it, Drew. I can see it in your yeah, face. Yeah, I can I see, see it like, nervous. I know. I know. You would, have, you would be roasting Irv if this was. You, the reason you why The reason why I am as open-minded as I am is because, you, yes, you I win. have been affected by Kyrie Irving's selfishness. <laughs> I've been affected as a LeBron fan. I have been affected by Kyrie Irving's selfishness. So I understand that side of. Man, he he backstabbed me when LeBron and I had a chance to to run the league. So, now, so, my point being is uh-huh. the fact that he's coming full circle. Uh-huh. I'm I'm so more it, open minded to the fact that men okay. can heal. So it's not just because so, you guys so, have so, a so. chance to win a championship. It has nothing. That's what it sounds like. That's you can exactly be honest. I'm also, we can sit here and 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 I can say what I'm saying, which I do believe. However, I can also look at it from that lens, which, uh-huh. yes, it the is. The real lens. It's appetizing the idea of Kyrie Irving, You just want LeBron, LeBron to get his James, fifth. I know. Anthony Davis. It's okay to be honest. So, so, the, so, the, so, the, so the X is coming back, and, and, and you're comfortable with the X coming back. You're comfortable with I am. That. I am in this situation where the, he is our best option available. 100% sign me the hell He's up. your only option. There you go. You. Listen, I've been tweeting actively. Add Andrew five A's. Follow me if you want. I've been tweeting actively. I am very underwhelming. I'm underwhelmed and saddened by the fact that we, the Lakers, are not able to make moves. Seeing all these teams acquire new shiny toys, it's making me very envious. I you need have, that though. shiny toy. Also, Scano Anderson and Lonnie, Lonnie Walker and Lonnie <laughs> and Lonnie. Don't sleep on Lonnie. I tell you what, us, man. I oh, like geez, that. Nice. My, my point being is this can be that shiny toy that I have and I can I can hold on to. I need it. I need it bad. This is crazy to me. Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, AD, you won't hear me shut up. This I is, promise. You just you've uh, you know You don't need it. You don't need it. Well, I don't need 100% my, you don't need AD LeBron and I don't and Kyrie. care who you guys get. Really? I, you I don't. Really? I legit war, don't. Then the war, don't Warriors would be in that team? Yeah, yeah I'm going to stand on it. Which you, you got to go out there and actually beat us. You got to oh, First of all, you got to show up. Last time we played when we matched up when it mattered most, what happened? What's who's wait 
I'm asking. LeBron and AD? Yeah, correct, right? The, t- the team when that... When I came to Golden State, we won. I'm I'm sorry. I'm when it mattered most. You're what happened in 2016? No, what are you talking so about? You talking Easy. About? I'm talking about the plan. Oh, when Steph was by himself, that team sucked. Yeah, LeBron Draymond was coming back Wiggins. off two games. He had and Poole was playing too. Right, Wiggins, Poole who's your pride on. and joy this season? No, Poole yeah, averaged 16 you, you points. You just got his that finals. That was, his, finals that was this wait, wait, wait. That was the same team as the one that just won the chip. Minus no. Clay. Minus Clay. Come on, Wiggins, minus Clay. Wiggins was much better this year than he was last year. Andrew Wiggins, but don't act like he had no help though. You said you acted like Did he you, had Do no you remember help. his statistics? Can you when forget they that LeBron the court, made that shot? They were like Joker three baskets. They were one of the worst teams. Right, ever. I was joking there, but uh, listen. My point being is, d- don't sleep because I know you're sleeping. I'm not. I'm you're sleeping. Not, I'm just not worried. Like, and that's a concern. We just won the chip. Why do I care? Hey, that's all. Y'all, y'all doing this to beat us? So why would I care? No duh. Yeah. So why would I care? James is gonna set. James is gonna have to sit down with Kyrie Irving. And we hey, good luck if you can get Kyrie and AD in the same arena at the same time. Good luck. We absolutely have to sit down and we have to have a conversation because what's not gonna happen is what happened last season again. Yeah. That's, not that's what he said. I am willing to guarantee, guarantee right here today, July second, twenty twenty two. If the trade occurs. There will be no issues with Kyrie Irving and the Los Angeles. Have to see Lakers. what the rest of the roster looks like. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. Seth Curry about, might be involved in a deal. Okay, that's cool. Sign me the hell up. That's good. Oh man, that would be everything. Yeah, good luck. I need another three point shooter. I know. You so need let, everything. So let me go. We don't over, need everything. We get Kyrie. We don't need everything. So the Lakers. Let, let's go over the that, Lakers moves this offseason. So Lonnie Walker. Yeah. One oh, year deal. Damian Damian Jones. Ew, really? Troy Brown Troy Jr. Brown. Mm-hmm. and Juan Toscano Anderson. I'm going to just tell you this. I watched 60 games of the Bulls. Troy Brown Jr. really doesn't. I saw you tweet He's not that. good. I saw that. He's not good at the game of basketball. That's all right. He's going to be a bench player for us. Okay. Well, he is your wing stopper. Good luck. Stop <laughs> He's your wing stopper. I'm telling you, it's a bad wing stopper. I'm telling so you. So you you're you were going back and forth with the Lakers-Warriors thing, but the Clippers signed John Wall. So what do you think about this? What are your expectations for John Wall? So... I think people expecting John Wall to return back to that all-star level just because he's joining an all-star level team is irrational. I, I believe John Wall, his role will be the sixth man for that Clippers team. Do you believe, I don't know if you guys believe he'll be a starter. I believe that Reggie Jackson has earned the right these past 18 months uh, since Kawhi has been down. And he showed the Clippers that he, when he has the responsibility with the basketball in his hand, he can make things happen. I think he's earned that starting point guard position. And I think that, with John Wall being the sixth man, John Wall is John Wall ultimately. I think that running against second units, John Wall is going to feast. He is going to play very well in that role, and he will thrive. But I don't believe that uh, he will be that all-star level uh, John Wall. And I, don't, I, I believe no one should expect that from John Wall. Um, but to speak very clearly about the Clippers, this roster is crazy. It, it really is scary where you have Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Norman Powell, Zubac on the bench. Oh, I don't know what's that roster uh, that that starting five is going to look like. Um, but John Wall, Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris Senior, Terrence Mann. Now you plug out Zubac, you plug in Robert Covington. Damn, there's your small ball lineup. The Clippers are so versatile with the depth that they have that they're able to play a lot of different lineups that they can use against the different teams that they play and the different schemes that they're going to face. The John Wall addition just solidifies their bench and that role player off. I don't want to say role player, but I guess that that he would be a role player. Six man's a role player where he solidifies that second unit for them. And I think that the Clippers were already they they were title contenders 
in some people's eyes, title favorites. John Wall only adds to that that hype train. This is a team that's been looking for a playmaking point guard for a couple of years now. So I think John Wall fits that mold. Like you said, he doesn't have to come in and be 20 and 10. Nah. Yeah, no. I don't think he'll start. I think Reggie Jackson with the familiarity, he'll be the starting point guard. But it really doesn't matter who starts. It matters who plays down the stretch. And then depending on the matchup, you can flip-flop. If Reggie gets hot, you know, he's playing. If not, Reggie, John Wall's going to come in for that defense. So they can run some real nasty defensive lineups. Batum came back, so that's good. They did lose Hartenstein, who was really good for them last year, so that sucks. But it's it's funny to me because— He's on the Knicks, by the way. Yeah, I know. Good pickup. Um, it's funny to me because, you know, Clippers getting hurt in the second round, really messed up because they, they had an opportunity to win the championship. They had an opportunity to beat Phoenix going to win the championship. This, I feel like, is the year where they can finally come around and really go out and play with a healthy squad. They've been lacking outside of the bubble. They haven't been able to be healthy, Kawhi and PG, at the same time, even throughout the regular season. So this is a team that should be one of the favorites coming out to win the uh, NBA Finals. With this team, though, everything is coming to health. PG and Kawhi have been consistently been on the same level in terms of the playoffs. Kawhi got hurt last year. PG went on a tear, got him to the WCF. When Kawhi was dominating, PG was struggling. So they haven't been on the same consistent page. But with a team like this that can go, you didn't even mention Luke Kennard, a team like this That's that can fact. go 10, 11 deep. Brandon Boston's on the Coffee. bench. Amir Coffee just got resigned. I didn't want to go 12 deep. They can legit go yeah. 12 deep. This is a nasty team top to bottom. So I think they should be the favorites in uh, in the West. One of the favorites at least two in the NBA finals. They should be the favorites in my opinion. I think the roster stacked. The chemistry to be determined. Nuts. And they got the, one of the best coaches in the league. Top three. So yeah. Reggie Jackson, to me. He's better than Nick Nurse? Yes. Huh? What the hell? Nick Nurse is a great coach. I don't know why you're saying this. Like, Ty Lue is better. He's a really good coach also, but Nick Nurse is not a slouch by any means. Yeah, but Ty Lue is better. Is he? Is he not really? Yeah, I think. I don't want to get that because we'll be we'll be here till next Tuesday talking true. about this. Talu, Talu, Tanir, Talu, right I'm now. Not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to just anoint Talu as better. And when I say better, I mean better like you saying. Like we shouldn't even be having this conversation. Okay. I'm not ready to say that. Well, who would if you side with? If if, if Talu is better than Nick Nurse, we split in hairs because I think I think Nick Nurse is a better. X and O guy. I think yeah. Tyloo is a better manager in his rotations. I think Tyloo is better at adjusting. At yeah. At, at adjusting in games, even though Nick Nurse is very good at adjusting in games. Sure. I think Tyloo is very good working the officials, which is part of coaching. That's very much what Tyloo is good at. Um, I also think that Tyloo is good at adjusting when his team is going off runs. So when I think about when I think about that, when I think about that matchup, I'm not necessarily sure that Tyloo is a wash because that's what it sounds like you're saying. Well, let me let me apologize. I think Nick Nurse is a great coach. Yeah. So let me. Let oh, me I think apologize. he is too. I, I think he's one of the five best coaches in the game. I don't think he's that. Oh, if he's I have, better than. Okay, that's fair. If, if, if he's have, better than Tyler, if he's better than if Tyler is better than him, I don't think it's by that much. I yes. Think okay. Five. So let me apologize because I do have Nurse top five. I have uh, Lou top three. So pardon me. I think Ty, Ty Lou. I only think Spo and Kerr is better than Ty Lou in my opinion. Okay. So those would be the top three for me. I can get with that. I think Reggie Jackson, has he been good for the Clippers? Yeah, but I kind of feel like the playoffs kind of skewed people's image on Reggie Jackson. This past year, he averaged 17, 4, and 5, but shot 39% from the field and 33% from three, basically. He was one of the more inefficient players at the point guard position in the entire NBA. And John Wall, like you said, this is the playmaker the Clippers have needed. Is he going to be the same defender he once was? Absolutely not. He's had too many 
really serious injuries to get back to that point. But could he be a better defender than Reggie Jackson? I think he can. And John Wall, for his career, has shot 38% on catch-and-shoot threes. So he can play off the ball. He's a very efficient catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. He's going to be instantly the best playmaker on the Clippers. I believe so. So I would want John Wall to start. But like you said, it's really about who finishes. I think John Wall finishes games as well for the Clippers. But this is the most stacked roster in the NBA. Yeah, there's, like, there's not a roster that's better than the Clippers. And it's all going to depend on Kawhi's health, Paul George's health, John mm-hmm. Wall's health. Reggie Jackson has been healthy the past two years, but he's somebody who's gotten nicked up during his tenure in the NBA, and he always usually gets injured. Didn't Norman Powell just get injured He as just well? got injured as well. So this has been a reoccurring issue for the Clippers, just injuries. Cool. So that's really it. But they have everything to be a championship team, including the it's coach. It, it's interesting, Jay, you mentioned that because the question that needs to be answered with John Wall is, can he even play? We're talking about a dude in the last three years. He's only played 40 games. Yeah. Yep. I'm not even asking about his health. Can he play? We already know the John Wall that was 20 and 10 over five years, right? We know that we know that dude, and we don't I don't think that that guy is gonna be back. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, so I think we're in agreement with I think we're in agreement with that. However, what I'd like to know is very much like with Clay Thompson, who missed two years. Clay Thompson's idea was I gotta show that I can at least hold up. I'm not gonna get back to the elite clay that I was in three months. That's not gonna happen. Now you're gonna throw John Wall into the mix. Can he even play? That's my issue more than anything. And you guys being football guys, you can appreciate this. They're not just handing John Wall the ball. We have a quarterback controversy here. He's going to have to come in there, and he's going to have to earn his run. They're not just going to hand him the basketball. He's got to prove that he can play. And if he does that, then we got to find run for him in the rotation. It's not just going to be, I. Right, you're going to take this guy's minutes. You're going to take that guy's minutes. Wait a minute. So – this dynamic with John Wall, this, this isn't a home run. We have to. He's got a lot of proving to do in this particular situation. Not only that, but Reggie Jackson, at least in the past, has had an ego problem. OKC with Westbrook became the man in Detroit. With the Clippers, he didn't get run immediately. He had to earn his minutes. So maybe right. that has gone away. But you bring in John Wall, and now there's, like you said, a quarterback controversy in this in this uh, essence, a point guard controversy. Mm-hmm. How is Reggie Jackson reacting to that? How is his ego going to be affected? John Wall, how is he going to feel? You know, those type of things can ruin a team's chemistry and yeah. ultimately deteriorate it. I don't, I don't see a leader on the Clippers. I don't view Kawhi Leonard as a leader that can rally the troops. So who's going to be that guy for the Clippers? For other teams in the West, you, you have that. Lakers, LeBron, Warriors, Steph. You have those type of guys. Draymond even. Yeah, Draymond. So with the Clippers, they're they're missing that enforcer for me, and that's why they have a stacked roster, but I don't know if they're going to go all the way. Shit is nuts. You just said that they're your title favorites. I never said that. You said they should be. He said they should be the favorites. All right. Should be. Yep. Mm -hmm. Who's your West favorite? Look, look, he's getting out of there. See, he knows he said that. He literally just said that. Um, actually, no, I didn't say that actually. Um, my West favorites, I'm going to wait off and see what happens in the offseason. John, were you listening? Did he say title favorites? All right, just making no, sure. John's always lying on my name, man. <laughs> no. Don't listen to him. He's always lying on my name. Uh, yeah, I mean, 12 deep is pretty yeah. nuts, though. It's amazing. Yeah. Gotta respect that, but so, you can't, you're not playing 12 guys. You're never running 12 guys. You mentioned, you mentioned earlier, uh, some rookies got rookie max extensions or, you know. Of course. 30-year players got them. So Jokic, Beal, Booker, and Cat agreed to Supermax contracts. 
And the only players to have contracts of $200 million plus dollars in NBA history are Steph Curry twice, Giannis, Luka, Trey Young, Russell Westbrook, Rudy, Rudy Gobert, Bradley Beal, Nikola Jokic, and Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is now added onto that list. And that's it. So do you think these contracts are going to age poorly? I'll make it super brief because there's two that... Well, one specifically, we should not question whatsoever. Jokic deserves his money. Back-to-back MVPs. You give him the contract. You don't think twice about it. That's the only one, in my opinion. Devin Booker, I would even border to say that you give that money. You don't think twice about it. The Suns haven't had a player like Devin Booker since Steve Nash. Devin Booker has come in, and yes, it took Chris Paul coming in to completely change the landscape of the the Phoenix Suns. However, it all started with Devin Booker. Devin Booker was just a first-team All-NBA player. He deserves this money as well. You need to make sure that with Phoenix, there's not a huge market for, 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 for Phoenix. The only reason why there's a market for Phoenix now is because of Devin Booker. He allows that Chris team Paul. to be fair enough. But I feel like and the, I'm saying and the only player that should have gotten that should have not gotten the contract, I think, is Beal. So that just goes to continue because I was going to finish that up. Thank you very much. Bradley Beal, the only yes, I agree with that. The only one that I can look at these contracts and think, hmm, maybe I, I should not have given this money is Bradley Beal. But I'm never not I'm not a person to to knock another man for for getting for maximizing their value. That's what Bradley Beal did. But from a, from a front office standpoint, the Wizards are very far away from contending. I don't under I listen. The idea of Beal and Porzingis, Porzingis's name is really that's about it. Skill wise, yes, he'll give you his his usual nineteen ten whatever he's averaging. My point being is the roster as a whole is not one to contend in an East that's only gotten better over these last couple of years. The Wizards are going to look at this deal and just think, yes, we had no choice, but ultimately it's going to be a waste of over two hundred million. For me personally, um, the Joker, I think we all, we can all agree, deserve yeah. that money, two-time MVP, all that good stuff, one of the best players in the NBA. Cat, I understand it. Minnesota didn't want to let him walk, and Minnesota is an organization that isn't going to bring in free agents all the time, so I understand where that was placed. Booker, same thing. You know, you got to pay your superstar. He just made All-NBA first team. They went to the finals the year prior. They didn't go out. They went out sad as hell in the last postseason, but he's one of the primetime players. You got to play him. Like you said, Beal's probably the only one that's like, ah, Washington was kind of put in the in a struggle because it's. Do you What's let, the market for Washington either? Yeah, right do you, now, do you not. let them walk and you get absolutely nothing, or do you pay them and eventually down the road get something? So they're kind of stuck in this place where it's like, damn, we're kind of put in this situation. They had to pay them, so I understand it. But if we're just talking about guys who deserve that money, realistically, a super max. Not a lot of guys actually deserve that money. So it's a joker. I, yeah, but I understand. But why the Booker, not Devin Booker? Because you're not an MVP level player. I understand Booker and Cat. Read me the guys that that have two hundred million. Steph Curry. Okay, twice. deserved. Giannis. Deserved. Luca. Okay. Trey Young. Deserved. Stop it. Why? What? Why? He's better than why Devin does Trey Young opinion. deserve the money and not Devin Booker? Devin Booker Trae went Young to the finals. And they, they building that unit around. They not, build that around Book. They did not. Come on, Russell OG, that, that sounds a little. I I disagree with that. I do. Uh, Devin Booker is the piece that without Devin Booker, they're not anywhere near the team that they are. Yes, CP3 is the is the general of the team. He's right. the one that gets the, everyone on board. But ultimately, without Devin Booker, the, the skill level significantly drops off. Is Devin Booker a franchise player? Yes. All right, then then it's fair. Then it's a fair deal. Russell Westbrook. 
In hindsight, at no. that time, yes. But at yes, time, in yeah. hindsight, that's why I say hindsight. No, but yes, I, you would. You have to give it to him. Where do you go, Bear? I don't think so. That's another one. That's I mean, a, you it's generational tough. though. You call, <laughs> you call him generational, right? On defense, for sure. If you, if you generational something, you getting that type of bag. That's true. I mean, listen. And then was, the rest are Bradley Beal, Jokic, Booker, Cat. So when you think about Bradley Beal, you talk about a guy who I, I equated to the 2019 Trailblazers when they got swept mm-hmm. against the against the Warriors. Well, here's the problem. This is as good as it's going to get for this group. So it's time to move off of somebody and maximize this. Well, fast forward to, I'm sorry, rewind to the Washington Wizards when they lost to the Boston Celtics in the semifinals. That's it. That's all you're getting. So now it's time to make a move with this group. Only except they extended John Wall. He got hurt. Yep. And now it was time to blow it up. But instead, you bring in Russell Westbrook. And then that didn't work. And then now you, what you're doing is you're going to supermax Bradley Bill. And now you really put your team in a bind, yep. especially to try to, to try to build around them. That contract, I think it's going to age poorly because what because eventually what's going to happen is, is you're going to have to move him. And the last two years of that deal are 58 and $60 million. And that's going to be tough to move. Now, Jokic's, you got Jokic on the cheap for like five years. So that that's I don't think that's even a question. And the same thing, I think Book is a I think Book's a franchise player. I take back yeah. what I said about you them not building that thing nice. around him. Nice. They built that thing around him. They they built that thing around him. So I misspoke on that. Absolutely they did. Cool. That's and why Cat, and okay. Cat is a franchise player. So you're not gonna let your franchise player walk unless you have something else in the fold. And they're not letting Cat walk out the front door. For nothing. So yeah. I think that that was warranted. But that Bradley Beal deal, I think that they're eventually going to have to move him, and it's going to be hard to do that. Yeah, like the only reason why Cat's deal might not age poorly is because Minnesota has a window in the next four years to win a championship, and yeah, they yeah. have a legit chance. Um, mm-hmm. With Jokic, back-to-back MVP, he does he deserves a blank check, whatever he wants. He I can agree get. wholeheartedly. Um, Devin Booker. Phoenix is still trying to win the championship now, so you have to. But with Bradley Beal, like he's won three playoff games in five years. And really, what's the Wizards' direction? You're going to have a dynamic duo of Bradley Beal and Porzingis, and then you know what else are you doing? They, they, right. they drafted Johnny Davis, where I feel like that was the Bradley Beal replacement. Let Bradley Beal go. Johnny Davis time, now yeah. gets the reins. And then you just build the unit around Johnny Davis because whether or not you think he's good enough to have that built around him, that's why you selected him with the 10th overall pick, you know, for him to be that guy. So that's why I felt it was a bit weird. Um, three moves that you liked in free agency that were under the radar, not big splashy ones. I'll start with you, Drew. All of mine are re-signings. So for one, Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons on a four-year, $100 million deal. I think that's great for the value, given the fact that we just saw him tremendously increased from the year prior where he was a 17 almost 18 points per game uh 40% from three point range to get him on 25 million where he is now paid less than Jalen Brunson and me personally for the ceiling of of Anthony Simons I would take Anthony Simons deal over Jalen Brunson uh number two is going to be um Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley re-signed to the Pistons because this was the first location. Well, he's only been on two teams, but this was the first time where we really saw Marvin Bagley get comfortable in an offense. And whether that has to do with Cade Cunningham or not, which 100% it does have to do with Cade Cunningham, yeah. we actually saw Marvin Bagley have success to bring him back on a team-friendly deal three years, $37 million. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and lastly, ironically, to bring this show full circle... 
Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones resigning <laughs> for a two-year, $30 million deal. The way that he was able to fill that role when Ja was injured and not in the lineup, he fit in very seamlessly because he is a natural playmaker. and mm-hmm. He fits what the Grizzlies are going for, and for him to come back on a very team-friendly deal and him not to to leave and, and keep the chemistry that they have going on, keep that Ja safety blanket, I love that deal. All right. For me, number one, Oladipo re-signing with Miami. I thought that was a really huge move. Somebody who, yeah. you know, he didn't offensively look like he didn't fit in at the moment, but in the playoffs, you saw him defensively, was a lockdown, defended him for them. One of the guys that definitely checked the other team's star, and he played really well. His shot selection was a little streaky at times, but the defense, you can see, is still there. For sure. So I, I like that move for them to keep the guys in that culture, keep somebody who fits that culture. For me, that's a good move. Number two, Gary Payne going to Portland. Slept I thought on. that was yep. a huge move. I, and I like the move. I like the moves in general Portland is making, but getting a guy who can defend that Gary Payne's and it may not be for 30, 35 minutes, but just for 15, 20 minutes, make another star player's annoyance and guy who can sit next to Dame and just defend at a high level. He's a good cutter. He hits corner threes that you love to hit at a, a great good rate. team player. Great team player. He just won a chip. So he's coming in with that mindset that he just right now he wants to prove himself and he wants to win. I like that move. And then Otto Porter to Toronto, you know, surprisingly these are all Golden State moves. But uh, <laughs> I feel like the Raptors need a guy who can come off the bench, hit threes, defend. He fits their lineup of all wings, no bigs, and he can come in, space the floor, defend. And he's a high IQ guy. So Otto Porter for the Raptors for me. Mm-hmm. You don't like Damian Lee to Phoenix? I hate Damian Lee, and I'm glad he's gone. So my three moves, P.J. Tucker to the 76ers. Had oh, to know. We knew that was Had to know. Three-year deal. I'm not the biggest fan of He's going to be like 40. Uh, by it's the because time of business endeavors, I believe. That's why he was so interested in having that third year. Yeah. So P.J. Tucker, of course, the best corner three and deep three-point shooter. Grant Williams, bro. He's better than Grant, respectfully. No, he's a better, he's a better defender than Grant. I'm taking Grant. And I'm co- my boy John Tortorelli over here. He definitely allowed me to to feel very strongly on that. Well, now mm-hmm. PJ is going back to play with James Harden. They're building that Houston thing back up. They signed Daniel House as well. I'm telling you, the James Harden revival is coming back this year. They might as well fire Doc doubt. and bring in Mike. It's going to happen. JaVale McGee to the Mavericks, I thought cool. was a huge big time move. Very I, I well thought said. that rebounding in def- uh, like an interior defender was their biggest need in the playoffs last year and a rim runner. I think JaVale McGee is a really good rim runner, and now it allows Christian Wood to play the four and not have so much responsibility as the five. Do mm-hmm. I still think Christian Wood is having that big time year? I definitely do. I think Christian Wood is going to ve- be very good next to Luka, and I thought this JaVale McGee signing was good. And then mm-hmm. Bruce Brown to the Nuggets. Two years, 13 mil. He improved as a three-point shooter to the, to the point that he shot 40% from there uh, last year. He's a very good defender. He's a very great cutter. Just imagining him cut and playing with Jokic, I think, is a match made in heaven. And them also getting KCP to Enough. now, they're, they're going all in on surrounding Jokic with players who can hit threes cut, and defend yeah. at a high level because that was clearly their problem this past year. So I think those were two big time moves by Denver. Sure, I can give it that. Sure, I'm a I'm a, I'm a big time. I'm a rotation and energy guy because yep. I think those guys are the difference in you winning and losing. So I'm digging the Bulls bringing back Derrick Jones Jr. I think that him being on that roster and him giving them that added guy on the wing who can play in transition and who also can defend. I think he's perfect for what they're doing and to give both Zach Levine and uh, Demar Derozan some some 
some much needed rest. I think he helps them out. And another guy on, in Chicago is uh, Andre Drummond. I think that he's huge for what they were doing. Him going to that, him going to that roster and helping out Vooch because he's exact. Vooch is exactly what he needs. That 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 dirty work guy that he doesn't have. That who can score. You know, Drummond can score when he needs to. So I like that. I don't think Steve Nash used him nearly as much as he could have. He's the he's the meat and potatoes guy that you guys actually need. And the one that I thought was a big deal, which was a steal, and this is Ribs guy, is uh my man Divinchenko going to the Warriors. That was Yo, huge. that was crazy. That was huge. Divinchenko to the Warriors. Divinchenko is a winner. He won at Villanova. He was not only did he start, he was a winner at Villanova. He gets to the pros. He's a starter on that Milwaukee Bucks team that's going to the NBA championship before he tears up his foot. So he's a he's one of the better D and three guys in the game. I think him playing with that Warriors team, he's going to be really good with them, no doubt about it. And it shows a lot about him that he didn't stay in Sacramento. Like when he got traded to Sacramento, he instantly hated it. He didn't <laughs> want to be there. And I'm not sure if Sacramento offered him any money, but it feels like Golden State and DiVincenzo is the perfect fit because yeah. he wants to win a championship. And it shows a lot about him that he'd mm-hmm. sacrifice more money to go win with a team like yeah. Golden State. It was great because losing GP was tough, man. Yeah. That's yeah. brutal. And I think DiVincenzo's better than Gary Payne. I would love the better Lakers spacer. to get him. So. He's better than Gary Payne, so. Huh? I would have loved the Lakers to get Gary Payne. You love everybody taking. Like, shut up. Dude, I, wanted, I want solid role players. Sue me? You're, look at your money situation. You're getting nobody. Gary Payne, how much did you get signed for? 28. Really? Three years, I'm yes. assuming? Yeah. Okay. I also didn't mention this, but this is a good move too. Joe Ingles for the Bucks. Last year, backup point guard was a problem with George Hill. I'm shocked. I feel like we, we just spoke about that. Joe Ingles defensively doesn't offer much, and he just tore up his ACL, so that's even worse. But as a oh, that, spacer, as a playmaker, uh, coming off the bench with Bobby Portis and them running in the pick and roll, I think – that's very huge for them, and I think that's what the Bucks needed—a secondary playmaker off the mm-hmm. bench. And he's that—he's a point guard. He's a six-seven point yeah, guard. Yep, could always no use doubt. that. This yeah. gonna—what'd you say, OG? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This like this gonna do it for episode one hundred ninety-two of the Pick Aside Podcast. We want to shout you out, OG, OG, for being on the show. It's always a fun time when you're on here. Pick Aside, OG, man. Absolutely, brother. I, I, I like I said, there's a lot of people that talk basketball, and there's a lot of people that I don't listen to. But when, <laughs> when you guys call, I have no problem coming through. No doubt about it. Because o- you guys o- know what you're talking about. OG, is there anything you want to shout out before you go? Uh, shout out to you guys. Shout out. Wow, shout out to you. pick the side. Shout out to pick the side, man. These guys, they know what they're talking about. They de- they definitely know what they're doing. I'm on a. Uh, I'm on YouTube at Chilltown Hoops. If you want to come check me out, and as you guys know, I'm on TikTok, Chilltown32. So if you guys want to come check me out, come through. But uh, other than that, man, take it light. Take it. <laughs> Thank you, OG. We appreciate it. Yes, Thank you guys for listening and watching, and we'll see you next time.